Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 78 this mlb all-star break special edition of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful monday of bets Now, going to be some limited bets, but we got plenty of stuff to talk about and some lines to talk about. So before we talk those lines and dive deep into the analysis and trends and everything we got for you today, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are a fan of the audio version, make sure you hit the subscribe button there as well because we always release the audio version of the pod after every live show is over. Next item up on the docket, if you got a couple extra seconds and you could be so kind, please go ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment down below leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do it it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but not least head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the talking the line link tree it's the first link you're going to see there and within that link tree you can locate all of the ttl cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful gambling people, and anyone in between, maybe you're just a fan of the MLB, joining us on the TTL pod for the first time you stumbled upon this show, once again, thank you so much for choosing to hang out with the TTL crew for about an hour to two hours or so. Who knows how long we're going to ramble on here today, but we got a lot of stuff to get into. Now, I keep saying we. You see me, your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, if I didn't mention that right off the top. We got another guy in here with me, the guy that I got to bring along with me on every single TTL pod episode because he is the other half of Talking the Line Sports Media. A young man who I was hoping would wear his white sock shirt today as his favorite team, but uh, decided to rep Chicago either way, a little bit of uh, drink, local brewery somewhere in there. However, let me bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast. If you didn't know, his White Sox fandom runs thicker than blood, and I'm sure we will be talking about it plenty today. 
without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm feeling great. I'm ready for this special edition. One of our first, uh, maybe our first special edition episode in podcast history. So I am juiced for that. I love diving into these types of things. And, uh, you know, refreshed after a nice long weekend. Some solid-ass sports, to, you know, sports events going on. So, uh... I got nothing to complain about today. We've got the Derby tonight. I'm juiced for. So all positive vibes coming through this side of the table. Hey, I love to hear it. No complaints in that department. And you will find none here either. Uh, great weekend. Very Had a uh, nice day yesterday. We don't have a recap graphic for you, but uh, myself and Mr. Mags both had a solid day on the books. Uh, one for the first time in a very long time. Very, very solid day. We're looking to turn things around here in the second half of the MLB season. And we got a lot of trends and analysis and stuff to dive into. But... For yesterday, I went nine and four. Mags went six and five. So a uh, quick little math there across the board for you. You got fifteen and nine, and then grand total units. Uh, I went up five point two nine, and uh, you went up point five three. Hey. Either way, still positive green, units. So uh, for you there who also like an additional quick bit of math, you got five point eight two units there for your Sunday of All bets. Right. If you decided to uh, tell along with the TTL crew, which I hope you did because it was a solid day across the board. But uh, how about today? What do we got rolling today? We keep telling you guys MLB Special Edition. What's coming with this Special Edition? Well, partner, you said it a little bit here at the top. Uh, home Run Derby this evening. Uh, the whole fanfare and festivities kicks off uh, right at uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sounds about right. And uh, the Home Run Derby officially starts at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So uh, if you're watching in Central Standard Time, you know now, or if you're somewhere else, uh, do the math on whatever time zone you're in. And there you go. There you have it. Well, we got that to dive into. So uh, we are going to dive through the uh, sports books that are available in Illinois, uh, whatever ones are available in your state if you're listening in a different state we're going to dive through all the props outright winners different things in between we're going to go some uh, key trends and stats from previous year's home run derbies my partner has dove deep into some numbers there he's got some stuff to bring you guys on that end of things that's not all we're covering today we got way more to talk about outside of just the home run derby ladies and gentlemen after we cover all of that action we got another betting market to dive into. We're going into the futures. We're going to talk World Series winners. We're going to talk league winners, division winners, award winners, MVP, Cy Young, all of the above. And then we might talk a little standings currently where we see some teams going, all of that jazz. So that'll be some betting action, uh, some bets that we'll be taking today out of the Home Run Derby and then some possible future plays as well if you want to play along with us there. But... We want to give you some extra value as well. So for the third segment, if you will, of today's special edition, we are going to dive into all of the stats, trends, analysis, everything that we utilize as handicappers to win some bets, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, we will be um, <clears throat> diving into all types of different things that we utilize. Um, we will give you a couple of sites that we like to use, some different things that we have found. Um, I... I 
can't even really get into all of it because we have so much to dive into and we wanted to bring this to you to help you guys have a successful second half of the MLB season kind of take a look at some key uh, trends key thoughts key pitchers key teams everything in between we are covering it today so make sure you stay all the way for the uh, final segment once again if you will of the first half of the show we're uh, covering all stats and trends everything in between well, it wouldn't be an episode of the TTL pod partner if we didn't bring you the second half of the show, the rants and reactions. Mm, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got some hot takes to bring you. We got the UFC 264 this past weekend happened. We got plenty of nonsense to talk about there. A little bit of NBA to get into. Game three happening last night between the Bucks and Suns. Suns in four, no more. Plenty of action to talk about there as well. And then we might have a little bit of additional stuff to re- rant and react on in between and then uh, you know the deal give you something a little additional to close out the show my motivation minutes little extra inspiration give you a little kick in the tush get you through this monday and right on into the week giving you a message on uh came up with this just uh a little bit while before the pod and uh we started talking about it stop assuming start pursuing that's what my message is on today, so uh, I'll let you spin on that for a little while, but make sure you stick around for the very end of the show for my motivation minutes, get you a little extra inspiration in addition to all of the analysis and everything we are going to be covering today. So, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful gambling people, I suggest you strap in because right now we are cutting the nonsense, cutting the banter, and stopping the drama that you could go to every single other sports media outlet and get. Every other day, except today, you come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window all day and night long with the TTL crew. Well, I guess we might have a few tickets to run to the window today. Oh, yeah. I do believe. I plan on it. I do as well. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a fan, a uh, regular comer of the TTL pod, as weird as that sounds, I uh, tried to find a quick word there. As weird, that wasn't it. As we, that was not fucking it. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's going to look a little bit different today. Not going to have a bunch of the lower thirds and upper thirds. We're just going to be here talking to you and diving deep into everything that's going on right now. So first things first, ladies and gentlemen. We told you the deal. We told you what we're doing. Let's get into the Home Run Derby today, my friend. All right. So if you've been following along on the uh, Talking the Line socials, uh, you've seen that you we have uh, put out the contestants everything out like that so once again um the contestants for tonight let me pull up my sports book get everything rocking and rolling for this evening's home run derby okay here we go so once again shohei otani coming in at plus 240 Joey Gallo plus 420, Pete Alonzo plus 450, Matt Olson plus 600, Juan Soto plus 800, Trevor Story plus 800, Salvador Perez plus 15, and rounding out the pack, Trey Mancini plus 1500. All righty. So, first things first here. I mean, it's the obvious bet. It's the obvious play. We're here for a winner. That's why we do this thing called sure. sports. Sir, I'll let you kick it off. Who are you feeling for the outright winner of the 2021 kicking off the All-Star break home run derby? So I, I, uh, the elephant in mm. the room is that this is a public play. Everyone's going to be hammering this in, and I have to ride it with them, man. I got to go Shohei at plus 240. The guy's swing is built for this. Mm. Uh, not to say that no, nobody else is in that same category, but the way he's hitting the ball right now, 
the way his swing, the, just the trajectory trajectory of his swing path, I I don't see any way he doesn't just absolutely destroy every single baseball that comes his way. I mean, yeah, the way I I know a lot of people were surprised that it was plus two forty, and the argument for that would be, you know, the other seven guys in this in this contest also know how to hit baseballs professionally, and they absolutely. also have the uh, you know basically the same uh, you know circumstances to hit it. So right. that's what the argument for that is. But I still got to go Otani at plus two forty, my man. Where where are you at? <sighs> I pretty much echo every sentiment yeah. uh, that you just said, my friend. Because I can't bring myself to take anyone else. I mean, he's in electric factory. And yeah. he, he now, obviously, we all know he owns the home run record, most from a Japanese-born player in MLB sure. history, past Hideki Matsuyama, or not Hideki Matsuyama, that's a golfer. Um, who did he pass? Hideki Matsui. <laughs> Hideki Matsui, goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, wrong sport, Hideki Matsui. Uh, either way, I think that uh, he gets this here tonight. However... We're not just going to give you some public plays. Here's That's what everybody's show, playing. That's Thanks the show. We'll see you later. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, uh, one thing that I did want to make you guys aware of, if you are Barstool Sportsbooks users, yep, uh, they do have two boosts right now. Our girl... Megan making money. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right, our girl. If you guys are just finding out about her through Barstool, um, we have, I don't want to say we're super tight, super connected with her, but we have a pretty solid networking relationship uh, with Megan. Awesome. Well, congratulated her up and down yeah. for getting this spot with well Barstool. Um, I know sometimes she pops in the show. So if uh, you ever ever see this, Megan, uh, thank you so much uh, for all of your support throughout our, our beginning of the journey. And uh, we're always here as you start your new journey. And congratulations again. Either way, uh, why did I mention Megan making money? Well, Barstool Sportsbook has a nice boost for her. She is now a member of the team, so they got a boost for her coming into uh, Home Run Derby and uh, obviously got to get things kicked off for yep. her. So um, she has a Home Run boost for Joey Gallo. I got to get signed into this sportsbook just so I can tell you everything going on here. Um, so she has Joey Gallo to win the 2021 Home Run Derby. Uh, it is at plus 450, like I told you. She's got it boosted up to plus 550. So if you just want to put a five spot on it, it'll return you 2750, just a little bit of a sweat, or a 10 spot will turn you 55 bucks right, right back around. So either way, uh, I did also see on there this morning, which it does say it's closed in my bet slip now. So I'll have to look into this while we're doing this as well. But they had Otani to win the Home Run Derby. Uh, it was at plus 350, and then I, they Boosted it up to plus four hundred, I do believe. I have to imagine they, but that it just wasn't got flooded. But that wasn't right. I don't. Well, maybe that too. But it wasn't at plus three fifty, right? And now it's completely gone off of the odds boost. So, so yeah, either they messed it up or people flooded it to the point where there was too much liability, right. which I wouldn't be surprised if there were. Right. And then outside of that, there are no other um, props on Barstool Sportsbook. But I do believe, uh, not I do believe, I am one hundred and fifty percent. I got a little bit of bonus cash on there. I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, Hammering old Mega Making Money's uh, play right now. I'm going to get rid of that. And back in Mega Making Money, wager placed as we speak. So back in her on uh, FanDuel or Barstool Sportsbook, no longer FanDuel. Right. Uh, but getting into that competitor, uh, sorry, we got to get into it because we are a non biased betting show. Any boost, no boost on FanDuel Sportsbook as, uh, as that goes. And one final thought wanted to have on Outright Winner. You know, the hometown kid playing in the dark hometown horse. park. Definitely the dark, dark horse. horse. Trevor Story, plus 800 odds for playing at Coors Field yep. is not a bad thing not at bad all. all. So uh, that might be a little bit of my long shot there play, uh, play there. 
But yeah, I think I got to add uh, Shohei Otani to the bet slip in addition yeah. to that. I do like Joey Gallo, though. I mean, I said it I, last week towards the end of the week. It might have been Thursday. My proje- uh, prediction for the you know the finalists was Otani versus Gallo. So. So it's funny that you said that. I actually had that in my bet slip, and I accidentally just deleted it. But if you like in the final, Otani versus Gallo, you're getting excellent odds on yep. that. Plus 450 right now uh, to have those two duking it out. Um, I don't know that I'll take that, though. Ch- chances are, and typically how these go, the top two favorites, at least one of them, tends to struggle at certain some point, whether it's the first round or the second round. Sure. So I don't like that mo- one as much as far as value goes. I, I would say... You know, it's not a bad play to pick both Otani and Gallo, honestly, because no, if either one wins, you're getting profit as long as you put the same amount on there. So absolutely, I might like that one as well. Another one that I was interested in, FanDuel's got the first round matchups up. Yes, I was going to get into that. Before okay. we get into that, okay. um, for one final thought um, on the finalist. Okay. Any any additional ones you liked as far as the finalists? If you like Shohei, another good potential play, Matt Olson might yep. be a dark horse. Um, uh, Otani versus Olson right now is plus 600 on FanDuel okay. Sportsbook, so not a bad addition. That's a to dark the horse for sure. That's a I dark mean, he's horse. just a, a name that out in Oakland, they don't get a ton of attention, Ooh, so he kind of flies under the radar. And then another one, uh, if you like my dark horse play, in addition to Otani, so a little Otani Trevor Story action, mm. you're getting even better. You're getting that at plus 950 odds. Okay. So I'm a big fan of that. Any of those finalist matchups you like there, partner? Uh, Yeah, kind of what you're saying, and kind of to echo what I was saying already, it's tough when it's typically doesn't go that the top two favorites end up in the finals together so i'm still gonna have to ride with otani but uh you know that uh like you said that otani trevor story isn't bad otani olsen by no means is an issue so i think i'll be right there. i mean i'm not going to be hammering those in but those ones are at least worth a look there um and i, I don't really have like trade mancini i don't see doing too much in this i don't one. see him doing much but I, I also don't see him just going out and sucking a fat one i right. think i think he'll have a decent night as well so I, I think we're in for actually a really yeah really good, i mean this is this is my favorite yeah. uh, all-star in any sport any all, all the all-star events that includes the games this absolutely is my one. Absolutely. But, uh, Pete Alonso is one guy that I wouldn't look overlook. He, He's the only one mashing the ball on the Mets right now. Yeah, so, but he does have to, I think in the second round, he would have to go through Otani if obviously they meet there. So, so. But I do love him in the first round over Salvador Perez. So Sure. Okay, so let's uh good segue into that. Uh yeah. they do have the derby matchups as well on mm-hmm. FanDuel Sportsbook. Um so I do um well, as far as some good value, your first round you got uh, Otani and Soto. Not really any value there. Otani is a minus 215 right now, so nothing really crazy to look at there. Sure. But if you do like Salvador Perez, I know me and you talked about it a few episodes back. He might struggle in Coors Field with his batting style and just his yeah swing path and stuff like that but if you do like him he's at plus 188 as a dog right now against pete alonzo so one thing i liked they actually let you do they actually let you parlay these first round matchups up get the shit out of here so i was interested in the little otani pete alonzo first round both of them around minus 225 jam them together you get plus 108 on otani pete alonzo first round that's not bad at all. I like that That's a lot. That's not bad at all. Okay, so a little Otani Alonzo two-legger. Which, now that I and I still like that, but Juan Soto, I wish he was up against somebody other than Otani in the first round. Because yeah, Juan dog, Soto ain't going to be a rollover, no, in my opinion. I not don't think, at all. Uh, and then your next uh, next first-round matchup, Gallo versus Story. Gallo's right at minus 180 yeah. favorite right now. I do like go, a Gallo swing, I think, is meant for this. But like we are saying, Story as a dark horse in his home park. Plus 148, I, I'm man. staying away from that first 
first round yeah. matchup at the very least. I don't know. And then you got Olsen versus Mancini. Olsen minus 205, favorite Mancini plus 168 dog. Um, Manc- this, these are the two guys that I, I believe both of them kind of squeaked in there. Yeah. Um, they're, they're kind of under the radar guys. Both can mash the cover off the ball. Sure. I think this might be the most interesting matchup yeah. of the uh, first, the first, uh, round first round here. Yeah. You know, I don't think Olsen should be that big of a favorite. I think this should be a little closer so to too. a pick em. So I think so too. This, this might be worth a look on Mancini for the price you're getting. Uh, hey, I don't know. Maybe the books know a little more than we do there. So Yeah, because I mean... I- I wouldn't even go smashing in a four-leg favorites. There's a very good chance that one of these dogs is going to shock us, honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, quick mention as well. Um, It is a Matilda Monday. So Mm -hmm. if uh, Matilda does appear randomly, Matilda... Uh, she is not paying attention whatsoever right now. She is perusing around the TTL production studio. So if she does make an appearance, uh, there you go. You are forewarned. Short disclaimer. If you're allergic to cats, I suggest you leave now. Gotcha. All right. Moving right along, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there you have it uh, for most of the home run derby. That's about everything we got. Uh, quick run through the bet slip. Oh, one final one as well. They do have on FanDuel Sportsbook over under for the longest home run hit now um partner you did have some stats as far as the longest home runs hit in Correct. history and stuff like that so lay a few of those down and then i'll tell these guys where the total's at and kind of where my head's at yeah so this one is probably a little bit more of a fun play if i'm being totally honest sure. i don't know where the value lies in this one because at least the last five six years when in the stat cast era which i believe goes back to 2015 or so Longest home run in the StatCast era in these derbies is 513 by Aaron Judge. And, in fact, the top 5-6 is owned by Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Okay. Um, who all have hit 500-foot uh, home runs, but none at 519. Now, we are in Coors Field, so I don't know how much you put on that as far as how, sure. extra, how many extra feet. And then it did get into you know the pre-StatCast era, 2014 and before. It was all estimates, so there was never a concrete, like, oh, this guy hit 530 but there were like oh estimated that like in 2000 2002 sammy sosa had a couple that were around 520 frank thomas back in 94 same thing josh hamilton Mm -hmm. in 2008 that ridiculous performance so it's never it's not a super clear one i i don't want to it's no fun to pick the under in that one in my opinion that's not fun at all. <laughs> sure. Well, but I would say the value might be on the under in that one. So from what you're saying, the value is on the yeah. under. From what I'm seeing, courtesy of Steve Buchanan of uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, he put out today the average distance in 2021 of all of the contestants' home runs. Okay. Pete Alonzo has the farthest average distance this year and is only at 441 feet. Right. Now, granted, that's a lot different when you have kind of meatball pitches coming in there. And, right. And you're, you're, maybe you're hitting a home run off of a, a down-and-away slider right. that you throw the bat on, whatever the case might be sure. there. However... If you're going to play this 519, the reason you're thinking you're going to play it is because of Otani. You're thinking he's going to have an absolute piss missile that might even leave the stadium, for crying out loud. However, he is the lowest home run average distance so far this year at 404 feet out of all of the contestants. Um, The next shortest below him is Trevor Story at four. Or I'm sorry, uh, he is not the lowest. I do apologize. Uh, It's not ranked in order. Okay. Trey Mancini is the shortest, 382 feet, while okay. Otani is at 404. So quite the difference from 404 yeah. to 519. Uh, but then you have Trevor Story, 419 average in Coors Field, 436 average. Okay. So 
Yeah, I think the value is on the under, although that's obviously, if it's not that much fun, you want to be rooting for a mammoth home run. Yeah, absolutely. But you're getting getting the value there. It's minus 105, um, just some of the previous years. I mean, to put it in context, and maybe I'm just a homer for this one, in 2016, Giancarlo Stanton put together one of the most ridiculous home run derby performances I've ever seen. He had like 19 of the 20 longest home runs, and his longest was like barely cracked. I don't don't even know if it cracked 500. It was right around 500. Mm. And you go back and watch those highlights, and you're like that dude must have hit at least a couple 550 right right no not even close so yeah that that number seems a little bit inflated but then again like i said i don't know how how much you value course field adding to that number sure well one quick run through through the bet slip before we move right along into the future markets here uh i obviously like shohei otani uh the crowd favorite joey gallo as my number two and then my dark horse as trevor story then uh, a couple of matchups, finalist matchups that I do like have some good value. Otani versus Gallo, Otani versus Olsen, and Otani versus Story. Uh, Otani versus Story would probably be my favorite out of those just based on the value. And then uh, grand total feet, longest home run hit today, 519 and a half over under. I'm going to take the under 519 and yeah. a half. Uh, I think that it's just uh, the public's going to be hammering it just based off of Shohei. And uh, I, I don't think it's even going to get close here today. Uh, you mentioned some of the best performances in history, right. and they didn't even come close to it. So I know Otani's on a different level, but I'm going to go ahead and take the under 519 and a half here today. Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, I'm going to keep it simple. There's a lot of things that I like, but as far as things that I'm definitely playing, I'm playing Otani plus 240. And then that other one that I really like is the uh, first round two leg matchup or two-leg parlay of Otani and Alonzo in the first round uh, combined right now at plus 108. I do like Otani versus Gallo, but I'm probably going to stay away from that. Tough to find, uh, tough to pinpoint who's exactly going to make it to the finals there. So I'm going to stay away from that one altogether. Sure. And then uh, final closing thought on the home run derby. Uh, we said the um, Olsen versus Mancini matchup is going to be a little bit of a toss-up, a little yep. bit weird. I don't think Olsen should be that much of a favorite, but if you like these three parlayed, if you like uh, my partners Alonzo and Otani at the plus 108, if you add Joey Gallo, if you're also a fan of Joey Gallo, you're kicking it up to plus 224. Okay. So getting a little additional value. You obviously know a little quick little 10 spot on that, a little sweat, a little $24. But why why would we do that? Put $100 down. You got $240 Ooh. going on if you're that confident. So uh, that would be a nice three-legger to check out as well. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The first segment, if you will, of today's MLB Special Edition episode number 78 of the TTL pod July 12th 2021 thought I forget didn't you but now you know you ain't even got to look at your calendar that does it for the home run derby Make sure you uh, follow us on the Action Network app. Uh, you can probably, I don't know if they'll have any of these markets open or anything. Uh, either than that, then we'll put out some plays on Twitter and different stuff like that, what sure. we officially uh, hammer in. But make sure you follow us there. And then once uh, bet, normal betting resumes, follow us on the Action Network at, app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. And Riley is at RMAGS, all caps. And then you can follow the best bets of the day from every single TTL pod at Talking the Line. Super easy for you. Follow us all there. You get all of our best bets of the day, everything on the pod and everything outside of it. But you know the drill. Let's keep this show moving and grooving right on down the tracks. Uh, We have now the futures betting market. Uh This will be the second segment of today's show, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, the segment 
faux, the faux segment, if you will. Nothing labeled, uh, kind of a free-flowing episode here today, but uh, the structure, if you will. Let's dive into the futures betting market. So uh, I'm going to stick on FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay. Uh, this will be where I'll be getting the odds and everything's from. Uh, they do have World Series winner, league winner, division winner, and player futures all available at the current time. So with all that being said, how about we start at the bottom of the food chain? Okay. A little division winner action, if you will. Um, right now, we have in uh, first place in every division for the National League, NL East, New York Mets, the Central, Milwaukee Brewers, and the West, San Francisco Giants. As for the American League, in the East, Boston Red Sox, the Central, Chicago White Sox, and the West, Houston Astros. Right now, uh, all of those favorites are uh, pretty steep favorites on the FanDuel Sportsbook app outside of the Boston Red Sox. Correct. Uh, the AL East right now is pretty much a doggone toss-up. They uh, are at 55 and 36 right now. The Rays are only a game and a half back at 53 and 37. Mm -hmm. uh, then, biting on their tails, the Toronto Blue Jays at 45 and 42, and the Yankees who have had an absolute colossal meltdown of a season are in fourth place in the in a, or the AL East right now 46 and 43 eight games out of first Goodness place gracious. so uh quite interesting to see what's going to happen there uh we've talked about the Red Sox quite a lot partner um and and I'm going to stick with the AL East here you know I think that they have a very good shot. They need to clean some things up uh, around the pitching, uh, the pitching rotation. They had some rough, couple of rough games against the Phillies this weekend right. uh, that hurt that. And then the Tampa Bay Rays had a great series against Toronto over the weekend. So, you know, for the value that you're getting, Boston is at minus 115 right now, and the Rays are at plus 155. Mm -hmm. If you're confident enough in that, which I think I am, the Rays are only a game and a half out of first right now. I think that they have a massive turnaround in the second half of the season. Could potentially get glass now back by end of August, early September. We'll see what happens there. They have a couple of guys who I think will start to really, really find themselves as far as like McClanahan, Yarborough, okay. here into the second half. For the value you're getting... I think I might have to say early Tampa Bay Rays taking the AL East and making a run again. I just think there's too many holes in the Red Sox pitching rotation for them to make any type of a run. And if they can't put up runs early and they go down early, they are not one of those teams that can battle back. It just it hasn't been that so far this year. So at that plus 155, I like that number, but I like what you mentioned there at the end. This current iteration of the Red Sox team, I think I would be right there with you. But I do think that pitching help is on the way in their starting rotation. I talked about it the last couple of weeks. Chris Sale could be coming back. If he comes back even 80-90% even of what he once was, I, that's a monster boost to get Garrett Richards or someone else out of that lineup. Absolutely. I wouldn't also shock me if they made a play at, uh, you know, uh, maybe not an ace starting pitcher, but at least someone to you know, improve that rotation and get some of the, one of those other guys that are kind of struggling out of there. So I'm actually going to lay the uh, minus 115 on the Red Sox because I, in my heart, I do believe that the Red Sox are not only going to add, I don't think it's too much of a, because I'm a big Chris Sale fan, obviously, was with uh, my White Sox. But even aside from that, I don't think it's much of a homer play with him in there. Because like I said, he I, I think people are forgetting how damn good he was when he was 100% uh, healthy. And like I said, 80-90% of Chris Sale is still a, at least a, you know, a number two pitcher in a rotation. So I think that would be a big boost. And then another uh, you know 
even if it's a third guy in a type rotation arm that they could add, I think that would be a massive boost for him. So I'm going to I'm gonna lay the minus 115 on the Red Sox for this one. All right. Well, uh, my partner's going with the Red Sox, and I'm going with the Rays for the AL East right now. Not going to officially lock anything in, but right. that's where I'm leaning so far right now. If you guys are big future bettors, that's where uh, we would have our value line. Right. Sticking with the AL, though, partner, let's uh, get through the uh, Central and the West here. Obviously, the Central is pretty much all but a wrap with your White Sox. They currently right now hold a an eight-game lead yep. in the Central. The closest team are the Indians right now, 45 and 42, eight games out of first place. And then you got to look past uh, the Tigers, Twins, and Royals. Tigers right. in third place could have made a little bit of a move here this yep. past weekend had they played well against the Twins. But I know you can speak pretty heavily on the Central. Central, but sure. uh, out outside of the Indians, Tigers 15 games out of first place, and then all the way down at the bottom, the Royals are 18 games out of first place. So Twins and Tigers tied at 15. But as far as your thoughts on the Central, I mean, there's no value whatsoever, no, partner. Your socks are at minus 3,000. What do you think outside of that? Yeah, because I mean, as you mentioned, this White Sox team the last week or so, from what they've uh, they've obviously played some mediocre to bad teams, but. The way their lineup was stacked this last week or two with all these injuries that they've sustained, this is as bad as that lineup's going to get, and they still managed to improve on that lead. Right. Uh, and so with them still kind of treading water like that, but also you have to imagine, and obviously it, it's not even imagining, they're going to get some guys back. Eloy Jimenez is coming back within the month. So like you said, there's no value on this one at all. Um, the Indians, if the Indians were playing like the Tigers were, that might be a different story, uh, but they are in an absolute free fall right now Cleveland is they have too many injuries to their you know their pitching staff and uh, even if they get some guys back it's going to be too little too late I did you know it would have like you said if the Tigers had a better weekend I'm not saying you should you know sprinkle anything on the Tigers there at least would have been some type of path that you could chalk up that hey maybe they since May 8th they're like 35 and 23 or something like that and the White Sox have so many injuries maybe you could sprinkle a few dollars on them but even still so what you're saying there's no there's value, no value and pretty much there's saying. nowhere else to go <laughs> white Sox are pretty much taking the central yeah. uh as for the west astros right now minus 800 it looks pretty much like an outright win for them um the oakland athletics are hot on their tail um only three and a half games out of first place so right now the athletics are at plus 500 to win the west uh in the american league so if you're a fan of the oakland athletics turning it up here in the second half it is not unworth a look to uh add that plus 500 athletics outright winner to your bet slip who knows maybe they do a little something something here and upset the strohs i'm not totally off of it man i might be thinking of a sprinkle there like i said three and a half back they're good at home and on the road i think they're gonna heat up even more at home they've got a, a pitching rotation that i think could heat up sean Manaya, frankie montas uh james capriellan those guys could heat up and get some things together you got matt olson matt chapman in that lineup I mean, the Astros lineup can stick it, and they've got a styled starting rotation. So I don't know if I'm sprinkling, but it's at least worth a second look there because that yeah. plus 500, three and a half games back, that doesn't sound terrible to me. It's great value. And another look here also, the Angels are coming in above the Mariners. The Angels are at plus 5,000. Uh, or The Angels are at plus 5,000. Yep. Mariners are at plus 6,000 um, right now. And you'd actually be surprised to know that the Mariners are third place in the West right now, 48 and 43. They're seven games back, but still uh, a little bit in the hunt. If they yeah. have a good second half here, if they possibly can start stringing those bats together, 
together again. They have a, a potential in the Angels. They have battled injuries all year, and it really, really impacted them. 45 and 44 right now, nine games out of uh, first place. I don't think that the Angels really have anything that they can do here to make a postseason run. It looks all but a wrap, right. and, and it really sucks for a lot of the star power they have on that team. Right. You would need Mike Trout back. You would need them to make some type of push for another uh, starting pitching arm, which at the record they have doesn't seem likely at all. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's much value there. And that Mariners uh, being a little bit behind, you know, this Mariners team has been playing really well lately, but that still that offense is a little shaky at times. And I mm-hmm. think they've had some nice, uh, you know, timely hitting some luck on their side the last couple of weeks so i think they i'm not saying they fade i'm not saying they're a bad team but i you know i don't think there's any value with them either no sir so that does it for the american league let's move it into the national league three divisions central east and west uh let's kick it off with the east first things first uh surprising new york mets having an absolutely electric season so far that pitching rotation has done wonders for them actually uh have some stuff to talk about them later as well uh but they're 47 and 40 overall right now in first place in the east closest team is the phillies at 544 and 44 three and a half games back right now um the phillies are actually a plus 500 right with the Braves um the Braves are 44 and 45 after that loss yesterday to the Marlins um and losing yeah. Ronald Acuna for the season that really yeah, really that, hurts it, it feels like a you know the final nail in the coffin yeah almost. yeah it does in the Phillies after that series against the Red Sox over the weekend I think they might have a shot to make up a little bit of ground here only being three and a half games back yeah. and it's been the MO of the Mets to you know let let it let things go here at the at the closing mark of the season now they did beef up their lineup they have done some things but they still are battling injuries and who knows how much that lineup is going to come back by postseason so if you like the Mets to choke and the Phillies to sneak in the back door you're getting the Phillies at plus 500 right now to win the NL East so yeah, I, look. I've been one of the guys that's been uh, kind of on the, not the Braves bandwagon, but the Braves wagon of, oh, they're about to start figuring things out. They'll get some guys back. But that right. pitching rotation, even the guys that have come back aren't really shining the way I thought they would. And now, like I said, Acuna coming out is kind of the nail in the coffin. So I don't that think hurts. I don't think they make any comeback. Uh, the Phillies, as you mentioned, they're a scrappy team. But uh, I, I'm all Mets in this one, my man. Absolutely. All right. Well, move it right along into the Central. Uh, Cubby fans tuning into today's show. I apologize. This hurts to really talk about. Man, oh man, I thought how the uh, <clears throat> how the season started and where we're at now, uh, quite the uh, colossal collapse, if you will. Speaking of colossal collapse, it'll pretty much take that for the Brewers to uh, lose hold of the NL Central with the way they've been playing. Partner's shaking his hand because, yes, it would be a colossal collapse. If that were to happen, uh, it is very, very possible that that could happen because the Reds made up some ground on them over the weekend, and the Reds are looking like a hot team right now. Cardinals and Cubs are tied for third right now, both 44 and 46, eight games back, four games behind uh, second place Reds right now. So we'll see what happens. I don't know that the Cubs are going to be able to make up any ground with how they're playing. We'll see what happens come uh, second month or second half of the season here. I, I don't know with what I've been seeing, what's happening. The rotation still hasn't figured out a lot of their holes yet. So I don't know what's going on with the lineup. I don't know if we're going to be selling what the hell's happening there. So it's kind of a little bit of a running right now between the Brewers and Reds, I would say. And I think the Reds have a solid shot to get the first place for the first time in a long time with how that lineup is sticking the ball. You're getting them at plus 400 right now, four games out of first place in the Central. I also think that's worth a look right now. I'm Yeah, that's kind of why I was shaking my hand. Four games in, a mountain to climb, and... 
that Reds offense has got some explosion, man. Not to mention, I think they might have enough starting pitching. Not quite the dominance of, I mean, the Brewers got the two-headed monster of Woodruff and Burns that right. might carry them. But, I mean, the Reds, you've got uh, Molly, Miley, and Gray. Three guys that uh, are they on the same level as those two guys from the Brewers that I mentioned? Probably not, but... I think they might have enough to, mm-hmm. you know, keep them afloat and keep them in these games. And I think you're going to start seeing a little more consistency out of the Reds. And I, I'm, I'm actually taking, I'm maybe not locking this in right now on the spot, but I'm taking the Reds to come back and win that division, my man. You know, I, uh, I, I like where your head's at. And you know, as much as uh, the Brewers annoy me, being a Cubs fan, I wouldn't mind us. Uh, as much as I hate seeing the Reds do it, as much as they annoy me too. I mean, the Reds deserve it. They put together a hell yeah. of a team, and uh, they haven't uh, made a deep postseason run in quite some time. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen them from this Brewers team. They have these stretches where they're, you know, they look like they were setting the world on fire, and then they kind of come back to earth. That lineup isn't bad, or isn't uh, you know terrible. It's obviously decent, but I don't think it's uh, you know. This uh, lineup that's going to consistently put be putting up runs the same way that the Reds have. Um, right. And like I said, I think the Reds might just have enough pitching to keep them over the edge there. Sure. I think you're spot on with that. Well, last but not least, uh, let's wrap up the National League uh, division winners here with the NL West. Uh, right now, as far as standing goes, Dodgers have a pretty firm hold, uh, or the Giants right now, I apologize, have a pretty from what it looks like, hopefully firm hold on the West. They're one of my uh, top teams in the NL outside of the Cubbies. They're 57 and 32 right now uh, in first place. Dodgers right behind them, 56 and 35, two games back right now. And then the Padres, everybody's favorite this year, right behind their tail, uh, 53 and 46 games out of first place right now. So the Dodgers actually uh, being two games back. They are favored right now to win the West at minus 200 and the Giants at plus 300 to win the the West. Everybody knows it. Everybody thinks it. Um, this is kind of the Giants' MO. They have a great start to the season. They play well for a week or two after the break, and then they absolutely fall apart. The wheels fall off, and uh, their postseason hopes are all but dead. And that's kind of what the books are thinking. That's kind of these what the books are five, six years. Yeah. yeah, these are what the books are showing me with these odds. But I think this is a very different Giants team. I think this Dodgers team has struggled a little bit more than some of their numbers would show. They've quiet. They've just been quiet over there uh, in the West. At all least to their long, standards. Sure. To their standards. And, and, you know, they just kind of look like a normal run-of-the-mill team this year. So I think, man, that plus 300 Giants have some serious value, especially with the two-game lead uh, going into the break. Uh, it's worth a look. It's worth an addition to my bet slip. Giants plus 300 to win the West. Yeah, definitely worth the look. I, I'm not even uh, going to go out of the limb and say that the Padres aren't worth a look. Plus yep. 400. They're 20 and 21 on the road right now. I think that record is going to flip a little bit and you start seeing them put out some uh, wins on the road there. Sure. And, uh, you know, it is a six game <clears throat> deficit, but that team is too damn good to at least not take a look at. And, an under 500 record on the road that doesn't sound, I I'm a little surprised to see that I think that flips and you start to see them uh you know not being a, a team to be you know one of the best teams on the road but I think they at least flip that to 500 pretty easily here so I'm going to be looking at the Padres plus 400 
Sure enough, and uh, it wouldn't be an episode of the TTL pod without me uh, spilling a little something-something on the old shirt. So uh, you know you tuned into the right place here today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there you go. There you have it. Uh, mine and Armag's thoughts on division winners. Uh, as far as league winners, no real need to dive deep into that. Uh, we kind of hit everything pretty much where we're thinking as far as winners there um, within the division. I mean, as far as uh, we can dive into it a little bit here, as far as the league winners right now, your top three. Or, or top four for the AL Astros, White Sox, Red Sox, Rays, and Athletics. Uh, the best is Astros plus 200, obviously, and then the Athletics all the way down at plus 850. I don't mind the White Sox worth a look. Uh, I know you'll probably say that, my friend, as a homer, uh, plus 330 right now to, to uh, win the American League, excuse me. Also, uh, with your Red Sox there, too, plus 500. Uh, not not unworth a look as well. And then yeah. the Rays, plus 700. I think the top four teams right there, Astros, Sox, Red Sox, and the Rays are all worth a look. Yeah, uh, pretty uh, pretty adequately priced, I would say. And like you mentioned, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I'm uh, going to go uh, on my box and say the Sox, uh, just because of all the additions that they're going to get sure. back and, you know, put some life into that lineup and as you mentioned that Red Sox team if I'm uh, just trying to stay as unbiased as possible I'm going Red Sox uh, because of all the things I mentioned with their division I think they get some pitching help on the way and that offense is damn good sure all right and then uh, wrapping it up over in the National League Dodgers are the favorite to win it outright plus 190 but the sneaky Mets right now in second plus 450 worth a look and a half ladies and gentlemen the books are seeing something there with to be able to put them uh, in that spot right behind them Padres plus 450 Giants plus 650 Brewers plus 650 and then the next favorite whoa Atlanta Braves plus 2500 wowza Uh, so what's your pick on this because I've got a little bit uh, I might have a little bit of a surprise on this one you know man i I gotta go with my secondary team because i I just i think that they are rewriting the narrative here in 2021 and that's the san francisco giants at plus 650 kind of give a a repeat to the beginning of the beginning of the decade a little 2010 13 5 i could be wrong on my years there but uh either way a little bit of a repeat of the beginning of this last decade i'm not uh that's not my pick but i wouldn't be shocked man their lineup is good enough they've got the uh you know the two-headed monster at the front of their rotation Mm -hmm. if the other guys in that rotation rotation can figure it back out to how that we're starting the season off of um obviously johnny cueto i'm blanking on uh i'm blanking on my other guy there but uh yeah that's not a bad pick i am actually so i'm a little bit of uh i'm staying away from these nl west teams uh as far as at least picking one of them because it seems like these three teams are going to make the playoffs but this year we are back to the previous format of the playoffs of the wild card teams playing a one and done game mm-hmm. chances are and it's uh, still up in the air who's going to win that division and so this two and three teams are going to be playing each other in a one and done right so your nl west pick could be done with the blink of an eye in those playoffs so i'm staying away from them and okay. i'm going to the plus 450 new york mets to make it to the world series my man wow okay but i actually don't mind that play either with their rotation uh, for sure on top of what i just said the rotation obviously but i do think that they are going to pick up some bats here at the deadline and not to mention they have to they have to they they want to they have three quarters of their starting lineup on the injured list they have to do something if they want to continue to hold this lead right and not to mention i think francisco lindor is going to break out in the second half he's been getting better and better uh now finally here in june i believe his average is at least over 300 obviously average isn't the uh you know the you know the final stamp of who where you need to be but i think he's going to break out here in the second half and i think they add at least uh 
at least maybe not an all-star caliber bat, but at least one or two, you know, borderline to get them over that edge and at least get them to be putting up some runs for those starting pitchers, man. Well, if you like where my partner's at, his White Sox and the New York Mets, you're getting the White Sox as a World Series winner right now at plus 850, and you are getting the New York Mets at plus 900. So either way, if you put down an equal bet and you like that and neither one of them teams make it to the World Series, you got an additional winner there, ladies and gentlemen. So, hey, worth a little bit of a look there. Mm-hmm. I like where your thoughts are, partner. I like the Mets, too. If they can add some bats into that lineup, get that average back up down from beneath the floor, yep. I think they got a serious shot here to make a postseason run with especially how good of a lead they got right now in the East. So right. that's uh, that's kind of uh, all for the futures betting market. A little bit there on the World Series. Obviously, the Dodgers and the Strohs coming in at the favorite, plus 400, plus 450, respectively. Uh, then the White Sox right behind them, Padres, Mets. And Red Sox are all the favorites right now. Uh, I would have to side with you as much as it pains me to say it. I do like the White Sox as well as they are playing out, battling all of these injuries. They're about to get Eloy back, about to get Lou Bob, and then uh, not to mention a plethora of other guys who have gone Yasmani back. Uh, There have been so many other guys that have uh, been impacted. And I think some guys who had a little bit of uh, half-season struggle, I think are going to turn it around here when it comes into the uh, second half of baseball, mainly MVP, though. I think he starts having a little bit more success here at the plate. Yeah, because he's been the guy that, and I've said it, I probably said he's back about five different times on the season, and it's not that he's... Because he's know, still got it. He's oh, still, he's got, still it. got it. He, he just can't he'll, string he'll just it together. Go, he just goes through some little slumps, and then he'll be scorching hot for a week or two, or you know, decent for a week or two. And I think, yeah, like you said, I think he gets rolling, rolling. Same thing with Yohan Moncada. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get going because Tim Anderson he finally got into the All Star game, but he's been as consistent as can be for the lineup. So, yep. and that's been year over year. So, yeah. I think the White Sox got a serious shot, and if you like our analysis, too, on the Mets, I think they got a serious doggone shot as well. So there you go. Scrubs once there it gets to the World you Series, man. <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, little White Sox-Mets World Ooh. Series. Uh, you heard it here July 12th, 2021, on episode number 78 of the TTL pod. If at some point in time we get to October, almost November, and uh, it's looking like we got a little White Sox-Mets World Series on the horizon, we're going to have to clip this exact spot and if you were so kind to join us you were part of history in the making yes sir. so there you go ladies and gentlemen there you have it the futures betting markets for the mlb all right that does it for the first two segments if you will of the ttl pod episode number 78 july 12th 2021 Beautiful Monday. Gave you some value uh, for the Home Run Derby here today so far. Props, outright winners, everything in between. Dove through the futures. Gave you, oh, one final thing we didn't do, I apologize, uh, was some awards here. Ah, Uh, One final quick look just at those. Um, I'll just tell you some favorites. We won't have to dive too deep because we got some serious stuff to dive into here. Um, AL MVP top three. Shohei Otani minus 290. Vlad Guerrero plus 210. And the next closest, Xander Bogarts at plus 4,000. Seems pretty doggone accurate to me. Uh, I think that Otani gets it depending on how good of a second half of the season he has. I think he's going to have to ball out, especially with how the the Angels are right now and where they're at. Um, Yeah, I think he gets it. The only way I wrote down that he wouldn't get it is if he kind of fades a little bit and then Vlad uh, can 
stays to what he's been doing and leads the Jays to the playoffs. Yeah. If he can lead them to the playoffs, it might be a different story. But, uh, you know, the way it currently stands, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I like so. that. I like that a lot. And then uh, NL MVP, DeGrom leading the way, minus 105, mm-hmm. followed by El Nino, Fernando Tatis Jr., plus 115. And then the next closest, Trey Turner, plus 2,500. Once again, two-man two race. race. Especially with Acuna dropping out there, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Was, if He was fading yeah, a little bit Absolutely. Anyways. If... Uh, uh, DeGrom can continue to pitch like he's been pitching, and he can also continue to couple with that with how he's been hitting. Yeah, it, it's I didn't all, even consider it's that all either. His. It's yeah, all because, I mean, I wrote down uh, the last NL MVP to be a pitcher was Clayton Kershaw 2014. He had a 177 ERA, 239 Ks. DeGrom's down at 1.08 ERA with 146 Ks right now. So he's on. We still got 80 more games of yeah, baseball man, to play, I, boys yeah, and girls. Exactly. So I'm Holy going DeGrom shit. minus 105. I did um, not realize it was that good. Right. And wow. The only the thing I wrote down Damn. again, the only way Tatis, I think that number, if you're getting him at plus money, obviously there's a shitload of Tatis fans sure um but if the Mets miss the playoffs and the Padres win the division I think that might be the only path for Tatis to kind of take him over on that one yeah I think I think you're spot on with that um most definitely I I think Tatis is worth a look just being plus money, sure. and especially since DeGrom... And it is very tough for a pitcher to win. Yeah, and especially since DeGrom has the also opportunity to get the Cy Young in the NL, which mm-hmm. it looks like he's going That's to get wrap. the NL Cy <laughs> Young. I mean, the next closest is Brandon Woodruff at plus 1,500, and I just don't think it's possible. DeGrom is minus 1,000. There's yeah. no reason to even bet that. No. no reason to even talk about that. He's so doggone good. I truly think if he and, were to stop the season today, I think they would still give it to him. I think you're right as well. There's <laughs> there's just no nothing that any National yeah. League pitcher can do right now. But as for the uh, American League, it's actually a three-man race right now for the Cy Young. You got Garrett Cole, who post-sticky stuff has started to look a little bit better. He was very good the other day. But he was very that, good. Yeah. But other than that, uh, it's looked a little weird. You also have Carlos Rodon, my man's man on the mound, the lefty. He's at plus 200 right now. And then also another Chicago White Sox. Lance Lynn at plus 380 right now. Very interesting to see two White Sox players uh, up at the top of the Cy Young race. Uh, next closest outside of that is a guy we haven't seen for a little while, Shane Bieber, plus 3,000. So, Well, the guy that's getting some disrespect as far as the Cy Young odds are uh, Gibson. Where's he at? Oh, wow. Yeah, Kyle Gibson right now, plus 4,000. Goodness the, gracious. The People think he's going season, to fade, man. And I and he's I, proved him wrong every week. He has proved him wrong. I think he will fade a little bit. I'm not saying to throw money at Kyle Gibson. That's not what I'm saying. But he's not quite getting the respect because at least ERA-wise, he's right up there with all these guys. And I've been saying on Twitter, I'm still shocked that Garrett Cole is the favorite in this one because of the way he's trending. And not only that, but because his num- it's not like his numbers before all this small fall off. It's not like his numbers were far and away that much better than uh, maybe I'm a homer. I don't know. But I don't think his numbers were that much better than uh, Carlos Rodon and Lance Lins uh, because... Carlos Rodon and Lance Lynn are ahead of him in ERA and not that far behind in strikeouts. Garrett Cole's got a handful more strikeouts. I want to say his war is higher, but the way it's been going, I mean, if we if things are going the way we've been talking, how the sticky stuff, uh, you know, the sticky stuff policing might kind of fade a little bit, then Garrett Cole might trend back upwards. But 
I'm not sprinkling on Garrett Cole to win the Cy Young, my man. And uh, maybe I'm a homer. Call me a homer. But uh, I'm not thinking a homer, but I think it just the MLB loves Garrett Cole. But we'll see what happens there. I don't know. I just I, don't uh, think his numbers are good enough to be minus whatever. Uh, yeah. And the devil's advocate, how many guys have got the Cy Young? You'd be like, yeah, I think another guy could have gotten in there a little bit better. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I mean, it would be great. I mean, you got a two-horse race between two White Sox pitchers. So, I mean, great yeah. for you. You get to be a homer out and see if they actually do squeak in there and can pass up Garrett Cole. I mean, like I said, 81 more games to play. It's very, very possible, Mm -hmm. my friend. Yeah, I I imagine there's going to be another fifth guy out of that picture that kind of storms into the picture as well. Yeah, we'll see. There's no real names jumping off the page of me. One that's uh, kind of a heartbreaking story, man. Tyler Glass now. He Mm -hmm. was uh, early, early favorite to win the uh, AL Cy Young, and he's down at plus 6,000 now. It doesn't even look like he's going to be able to make a return. There's, I mean, there's no chance that he'll win it. So outside of that, I mean, there's a lot of names that uh just there's there's no shot outside right. of garrett cole carlos rodon and lance lynn so i think three horse race there we'll see what happens uh my partner thinks one of his white Sox pitchers gets it and i think that uh that he's spot on with that we'll see what happens okay. overall okay. So there you go. There you officially have it. All future plays and future markets that are open right now have been covered by the TTL crew on episode number 78. Now, let's wrap up the first half of the show here, partner, with uh, what I've been dying to get into. Stats, trends, Mm. analysis, everything in between from the first half of the MLB Major League Baseball season. Okay. So, kicking things off here, first things first. Goodness gracious, I do apologize. I had to, I had to get a little, a little uh, something, something out there. Whew. All right, back in action, good to go. All right, so uh, some key trend stats, everything uh, we wanted to bring you here today to wrap up the first half of the show uh, for your viewing and knowledge pleasure. Um, Two, two uh, websites that we use that um, are very popular among the betting community. If you don't know about them and don't use them, well, welcome into the 21st century of betting, my friends. Uh, a lot of these are going to be coming from coversandteamrankings.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also are big fans of Odd Shark, Baseball Reference, Fan Graphs, uh, uh, Everything Reference. Uh, you, we could go on for days and days and days with all the sites that we use. But this is, that is where most of these will come from. I'm going to go ahead and get things kicked off here today uh ladies and gentlemen for the third and final segment of the first half of the show uh trends analysis everything stats in between with everyone's favorite something we tend to bet on a lot and that uh, large majority of the gambling community bets on is the first five innings okay now uh gonna bring you some first five inning win and loss stats uh i got some stats that i'll uh tell you about from odd shark that i'll also give you the site that you can go directly and look a little bit more in depth but i'm gonna give you uh top five and bottom five overall and then a little home away breakdown as well and then we'll do first five over under i'll get into that a uh, little bit of stats and trends there as well and then wrap things up for first five inning stats um we'll be doing first five inning runs per game uh overall home and away breakdown and then first five inning runs per game allowed again overall home and away breakdown as well so let's get on into it my friend uh one of my favorites 
Honestly, one of my favorite uh, plays out of all of MLB is the first five. First five. First five game. Uh, so I want to give you guys some key things that I look at, uh, some key things we look at uh, overall across the board. So these first ones are uh, going to be first five inning win loss record and then um, total money won based on a $100 better so far this season. In addition to all of that, wanted to give you the site so you can go a little bit more in depth uh, once you get off the show or uh, sometime in the future. It's oddshark.com slash MLB slash first dash five dash inning dash betting. So oddshark.com slash MLB slash first five betting, but in between first five inning betting, there's all dashes. So there you go. There's that. Now, first five inning win loss records on the season top five teams overall so far you got the giants coming in at number one 46 27 and 13 a 100 better would be up 1528 and 15 cents only playing this on the season just passed up your white Sox, who are mm-hmm. now in second place though 48 22 and 15 in the first five innings up 1216 and 52 cents houston in third place 49 25 and 14 up 1177.63 seattle in fourth 39 41 and 7 not a winning record but up 864 67 because they have been able to get a lot of plus money covers right and then fifth and final top five overall for first five wins detroit 38 42 and 8 another no winning record but have got a lot of plus money paulie's up 632 23 bottom five overall gonna be some surprising names in here for you and some some that i think you should avoid in the first five innings in the second half of the season based on what i've seen so far uh the yankees are 35 35 and 16 down 1242 69 now they're only the fifth worst we're getting worse here San Diego Padres, 36-39-15 and 15 in the first five innings, down 1,389-98. That's wild. Something for you to that think about wild. there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, an obvious one here, Arizona Diamondbacks, 30-52-7. and seven. A $100 better would be down 1,563-05. Minnesota Twins in fourth place, 29-39-18 and 18 in the first five innings, down 1,599-88. And, and wrapping up the bottom five, first five inning win, not leaders because they are the bottom five, the Cleveland Indians, 29-42-14, down 1,726-17. 79 gross so that is overall across the board uh that is um first five inning wins across the board and records now how about just a little bit of split action here we'll do the top five home Mm. and the top five on the road so the top five teams in the first five innings four wins are the Colorado Rockies at home, 28, 12, and 8. If you only played the Colorado Rockies in the first five innings on the money line this season, you would be up $1,789.41 if you bet $100 on each one of those plays. Coming in at second, my Cubbies at home, 24, 14, and 5, up 869 74 the Detroit Tigers, 21, 18, and 4, up 664, 99. San Francisco Giants, 24, 12, and 4, up 648, 13. And the Toronto Blue Jays, 20, 13, and 6, up 343, 93. I was surprised not to see your socks on there. Uh, it was just because they had not uh, won as much money. It's, they've had some yep, pretty, of, uh, pretty steep lines. Yep. Yeah, pretty steep lines there. Top five away teams, though, however, might be some surprising ones here for you, too. Houston Astros, 
number one on the road in the first five innings 25 10 and 8 up 972 16 the san francisco giants 22 15 and 9 on the road up 880 02 seattle mariners once again not a winning record 17 20 and 4 but up 536 66 milwaukee brewers 22 15 and 7 up 514 87 and the oakland athletics 20 14 and 6 in the first five innings on the road up 489 20 based on a hundred dollar better so there you go that's uh first five inning wins loss some key ones that i thought would be uh good for you guys to dive into to know about kind of go here into the second half so that does it for that but i also promised you that we would be doing a little bit of over under action here so little first five inning over unders because sometimes those are pretty valuable to play from time to time depending on the pitching matchup or what you got going on so first five innings over under now this is based on the over so top five to the over seattle mariners in the first five innings 51 31 and five what i'm telling you here is the seattle mariners are a very valuable first five team going to be a couple other Mariners stats later while you'll you will see why they are such a valuable first five team uh Los Angeles Angels number two to the over 49 32 and five in the first five innings Minnesota number three 48 35 and three Cleveland Indians 46 34 and five and rounding it up another team from the AL Central Kansas City Royals 46 35 and six as for the bottom five to the over in the first five innings Ones that also might surprise you a little bit here. Miami Marlins, first overall, 30, or I'm sorry, they will be fifth to last, 37, 43, and sixth uh, over under in uh, the first five innings. Oakland Athletics, 38, 45, and six. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers, 37, 47, and five over under. Colorado in the first five innings, 36, 46, and five. Also very interesting because they've had some very, very high totals in yep. almost all of their games so far this season. And the New York Mets, who we just talked about a bunch, 30, 47, and six over under so far in the first five innings in this season. So uh, might be worth a look here. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot those, of the, those totals for them are often low. Too. They are often very low, so they've been able to uh, take care of business there so that does it for uh my first five inning trends and analysis partner anything uh i missed there you think that i should uh uh happen to mention anything additional you saw there anything else no those last two i mean were the only things that i was going to bring up for the most part but uh yeah i mean interesting oh i'm sorry i actually have a little bit extra to get into i forgot okay yeah you got some run through game yeah huh? <laughs> yeah totally forgot about that i totally forgot i told you guys i would do that um yeah so that does it uh for the um that odd shark site gave you the site there at the beginning uh that is all over under and first five win loss now you might not always care about the win loss because we might have some teams playing each other that the odds are kind of a little bit suspicious so then you got to look at first five inning runs per game scored and runs per game allowed so as far as runs per game in the first five innings go the top five teams overall chicago white Sox with a 3.34 average boston reds excuse me goodness gracious boston red Sox 3.23 average toronto blue jays 3.13 average houston astros 3.10 and the dodgers 3.01 everybody else in the mlb is under three runs in the first five innings bottom five in the first five innings overall milwaukee brewers 2.2 
2.12 scored. Miami Marlins, 2.11. Texas Rangers, 2.10. New York Mets, 1.99. And the Pittsburgh Pirates, dead ass last, 1.98. First five inning runs scored per game. Quick little home away splits. I won't do the bottom, but I will do the top uh, leaders right now in the first five innings at home. We have the Toronto Blue Jays, 3.74. Boston Red Sox, 3.66. White Sox, 3.53. Cincinnati Reds, 3.42 average. And rounding out the top five at home, Los Angeles Angels, 3.22. Top five on the road, uh, not surprising at all. Houston Astros with their record. They average 3.14 first five inning runs per game on the road. Chicago White Sox as well, 3.14 average. Los Angeles Dodgers, 3.04. Washington Nationals, 2.86 on the road, and Minnesota Twins, 2.83 on the road. So some uh, teams there that you could probably deduct that they were going to be in there based on uh, their first five inning records. However, one thing I really like to look at, and that's very, very critical, is obviously also the first five inning runs per game allowed. Now, top five overall allowed in the first five innings. The Dodgers are only allowing 1.69 per game in the first five innings. San Francisco, 1.92. Houston, 1.96. Milwaukee, 2.00. And rounding it out, the Chicago White Sox, 2.04. As for the bottom five of the MLB, Kansas City, 3.04 3.04 average first five inning runs per game allowed. Cleveland Indians, 3.08. Arizona Diamondbacks, 3.12. Minnesota Twins, 3.16. And at the dead ass last bottom, Baltimore Orioles, 3.36. Final closing thoughts here on the uh, first five inning runs per game allowed. Top five at home and top five on the road. Top five at home for the first five inning runs per game allowed. You have the New York Mets, 1.26. Not surprising with that rotation at home. White Sox, once again with that rotation, 1.60 average at home. Dodgers, 1.66. Philadelphia Phillies, 1.93. And rounding out the top five run per game allowed at home, Milwaukee Brewers, 1.94. And closing everything out here, before I tell you the site and where you can uh, go and find all these as they continuously get updated, Top five on the road. Los Angeles Dodgers, 1.72 first five inning runs per game allowed. San Francisco Giants, 1.74. Houston Astros, 1.88. Oakland Athletics, 1.88. And the Milwaukee Brewers, 2.07. So there you go. That officially now does it for my first five inning runs per game, uh, runs per game allowed, and other stats win loss over under. Now, if you want to check out the first five inning runs per game and runs per game allowed, they're a little bit hard to find, but giving them to you right now. So you can head over to teamrankings.com, click on the MLB um, drop down tab. It'll take you to the MLB. And then on the left hand side, you'll see a bunch of different other sub tabs. On the left side, you're going to hit stats, the first one, all stats. Then it's going to take you to another page. Then you'll hit other. I told you it's hard to find. Other is going to drop down a boatload of stuff, and all the way down at the bottom, you're going to see first five inning runs per game and opponent first five inning runs per game. So that breaks down everything for you. It's a little bit hard to find. They also have, it's a little confusing, it shows on their um, um, first inning run per game and it'll make you think that you're looking at the first five but you're really looking at the fifth inning run Mm -hmm. so make sure you look first five innings per game make sure you see it there so that's where i find all of that on team rankings and consistently stay updated on that but that officially does it like i said for all of my first five stats now last 
Uh, not well, we got more to get into. <laughs> That's uh, it for me for now. I'm gonna kick it over to my partner. I need a little bit of high quality H two O. Been rocking and rolling here for quite some time. Uh, now sticking with team rankings. Uh, one of our favorite sites to use. They have uh, great insights and analysis as far as home, away, home dog, away dog, vice versa with favorites, and then uh, dogs, favorites, everything in general. They break it down for win, loss, run line, over, under, everything in between. So we utilize that quite often. And uh, my partner has uh, a boatload of all that stuff to get into and tell you guys about some key trends he believes that you should take a look at. So without further ado, partner, I feel like I haven't got to say this today because I haven't and I need to because this episode of the TTL pod, you have the floor. All righty. So I'm going to bounce around here a little bit, get to uh, some of the highlights for some stuff that I found today. Let's go through some home favorites this year. At the top of the list, we know how terrible they are on the road, but as a home favorite, leading the pack, the Colorado Rockies 15-3 and to the money line as a home favorite uh, a couple other a few other non-surprises here giants 26 and 8 my white Sox 30 and 11 rays 23 and 9 dodgers at 30 and 14 as far as the bottom of the pack and home favorites nothing super glaring on this one nobody's even that far uh you know nobody has that terrible of a home record um but the braves a little disappointed obviously 20 and 20 blue jays 13 and 14 uh so you hope those teams can turn things around so when you're backing them at home maybe uh give them a second look because it's not been been as uh not been as much of a sure thing as you would hope going to the home underdog spot your cubs leading the pack at 10 and 4 when they are the dog in Wrigley field they can take care of business uh the mariners 20 and 11 as a home dog they have been clipping along lately adding to that number uh, some good numbers right some other teams not as big of a sample size the mets six and three not as ma- not as many spots where they're the home dog phillies nine and six uh the braves only four and two so their home record not that great not that many spots where they're the dog bottom of the pack uh nothing too surprising here the one that is a little surprising reds two and seven as a home dog uh not so surprising diamondback seven and 24 orioles 12 and 26 but the indians above 500 record uh overall but five and ten as a home underdog mm. uh moving along <clears throat> through some away favorites these are some interesting ones to take a look at um the a's are 15 and 7 as an away favorite your cubs eight and four as an away favorite despite their uh you know not so great away record. Same mm. with my White Sox. I'm not going to leave me out of this. 21 and 11 as an away favorite. Okay. Uh, Nats and Cards, 7 and 4 as an away favorite. Some guys, teams to look away from on the road as the favorite. Mets are 8 and 13 as an away favorite. They struggle away from City Field, even against the teams they're supposed to beat. Same thing with the Phillies at 4 and 8. Now some away dogs. These teams probably aren't in this spot that many times, but there's more numbers on them than you would expect. Away underdog Astros seven and three Brewers fifteen and seven Red Sox fifteen and eight Rays fifteen and nine Giants five fifteen and ten. So even if you see them in uh, in an underdog underdog spot, unexpectedly they still take care of business. Now uh, to throw some shots at us here, partner, uh, our White Sox and Cubs on the road as a dog. My White Sox two and ten. Your mm. Cubs eight and twenty five as mm. an away dog. Jeez, not what you want to see. Uh, and then some other non surprises: Rockies eight and thirty three, Diamondbacks eleven and thirty six. Those are pretty expected. Uh, the Twins five and fourteen as an away dog. Still getting way too much value from these books. Take a few. T- take 
five looks at the Twins whenever you're betting on or against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royals eleven and twenty eight, Texas thirteen and twenty nine. So some certain teams where if they're an away dog, take a look at these numbers, see where they're at, see where they've been at lately, because uh, it might be a little different than what you would expect. Home run line on the season. Best teams on the run line. The Colorado Rockies, 31 and 17. Uh, your second team that you love. We've bet them a lot on the run line at home. 26 and 17 for the Giants. Uh, Tigers, 24 and 19, actually, at home. The Tigers okay. coming out of nowhere 24 lately. 24 19. My White Sox, 25 and 20. Mariners, 27 and 22. Uh, some teams here at the bottom, though, that you would not expect at home to the run line the reds 17 and 26 at home to the run line the twins 17 and 30 the yankees 16 and 29 and the braves 15 and 31 to the run line at home when they are favored by minus one and a half take a few looks at them folks because Mm -hmm. they are not winning like you would expect and it's interesting because they're winning but they're just not covering that run line exactly so stay away from there uh, or at least take a few extra looks depending on who's on the mound and if it's a minus 200 favorite at home you don't have to take the minus one and a half right sometimes the books are doing that so you will take the minus one and a half so maybe a couple of teams to fade on the run line when they're in that spot yep Great, great point. Uh, so, and then, uh, you know, kind of furthering that uh, in the, uh, or sorry, that was home run line overall. Um, so for the most part, they are going to be in that minus one and a half spot. So I kind of misspoke a tiny bit there, but even still, uh, home run line favorites, a couple other teams that are bad. Phillies eight and 17. So mm. that's a rough number. Mm. Mariners five and 13, believe it or not, uh, on the run line in the favorite spot. So what I did misspeak a little bit. If they are the underdog at home, they do take care of business against those really good teams though. In Seattle, they're still struggling a little mm. bit. Uh, so home run line underdogs, not too many teams that are bad. Padres actually two and three, Reds three and six, a little surprising there. Uh, home run line underdogs though, your Cubs eleven and three, the Phillies twelve and three, the Mets seven and two. So there are some teams that if they're in the plus one and a half spot, definitely take a nice look at them because they have been getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Away run line overall uh, in the favorite spot here, some solid teams. Minus one and a half on the road. A's 14 and eight, actually. My White Sox 17 and 15. Uh, so nobody tearing the cover off the ball too much in that minus one and a half spot on the road. Blue Jays 11 and eight. Not bad either. Mets actually five and 16 on the road in that minus one and a half spot. So if you get the Mets on the road, with that minus one and a half, take another look. Fade that's away. A, that's a good one where you mentioned it's uh, they want you to take the minus one and a half because their pitching staff their pitching staff will probably get you in the spot where you want to but that offense on the road yeah they leave a lot to be desired and we all know about the degrom uh offensive curse so yeah so uh last thing here on some money lines interleague play uh yeah money lines you got the padres in interleague play eight and one so far versus the american league blue jays 13 and two red sox 11 and four the rockies actually seven and three on the other end of the spectrum, Diamondbacks 0-7. They have not beat any American League teams this season quite yet. Marlins 2-10, Braves 2-10. Ugly, ugly stretch there. O's, Orioles, that is, 2-7. And then the Astros, Brewers, and Cardinals all at 2-5. So things are looking ugly when the American League teams come to town or vice versa. And that was uh, Moneyline Interleague games? That is just Moneyline, yep. Okay. And now, uh, you know, kicking on to some over-unders. Uh, the five best teams to the over-under this season, 
some pretty substantial numbers here. Twins, 55 and 31. Still a solid offense, inconsistent at time, but that uh, pitching staff is uh, very ugly. The Angels, 52 and 36 and 1. Astros, 52, 37 and 2. Indians, 49, 35 and 3. And the Rays, actually, 48, 39 and 3. I think their numbers are typically a little lower, and they still handle business there to the over. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of the spectrum, the Nats are 31, 55 and 3 to the over. Your Cubs coming in second. 36 49 and 5 uh rockies at 39 49 and 2 that's right the colorado rockies in coors field hmm. now this is not at home 100 here uh but a one of the bigger under teams actually the marlins 38 46 and 5 and the mets 37 44 and 3 those rockies have had a lot of totals set between 10 oh, yeah. and 12 even when you so, catch them on the road people yeah. just still see the rockies and they think over you know yeah uh, and so to further that at home over under the Rockies, I'll start at the bottom here. Not, uh, you know, not the worst team by any means, but even in Coors Field, 21, 25 and two. So just because it's in Coors Field does not mean that sure. uh, over is going to scorch through. Like you mentioned, oftentimes it's a double digit one. If you can catch them once a series where you get the under, get your money and get out because uh, that seems to be the trend. Typically, there is one or two um, unders per series in Coors Field. Mm. Uh, but now the best teams at home, Angels 29 and 16 and one, Orioles 27, 15 and one. Uh, the D-backs 26, 16 and one, the Indians 25, 16 and two, and the Twins 28, eight and one. So some teams that are mediocre to bad at the top of that over-under list. Uh, and so you kind of see where those teams that have some rough pitching staffs, you can kind of count on them to hit the over because they typically also have a decent offense. Right. Uh, Mets and Nats at the very bottom of the over-under pack, 13 and 33 at home for the Nats and 12 and 27 and one for the Mets, that pitching staff. Wow escalates when they're in in, when they're in city field uh and lastly here over under on the road twins 27 13 and 2 to the over on the road mariners 26 and 15 and 1 rays 27 16 and 2 the mets actually on the road solid over team 25 17 and 2 and the white Sox 26 and 18 your cubs the uh lowest or the best under team on the road i should say 16 and 23 uh, nothing else too crazy here. Rockies another 18 and 24. So unexpectedly, this Rockies team is actually an under team. Hmm. Um, and the Blue Jays actually on the road 19, 28 and one. That's one that I did not expect. I guess their numbers are a little higher. Um, and the Braves and A's also some decent over under, or excuse me, under teams. Uh, and then the last and final thing that I wanted to mention: if you catch some teams here with one day off, if you give them a day's rest, the Cardinals are 10, one and one to the over after a day off. Okay. Big number there. Okay. And on the flip side with the day off, the Nationals are one and eleven to the over. Okay. So they have hit the over <clears throat> once in twelve tries when they've got a day off. So nobody else had uh, anything major to report on there, but for whatever reason, that Cardinals team with the day off, they come out scorching in game one of the series. And on the flip side, the Nationals, I don't know, I didn't dive deeper into it, whether it's their offense that sucks after a day off or if their pitching staff is that's all they needed. I don't know. But mm. that's what we got. Hey. Well, thank you, partner. I uh, do believe you gave us some very, very <laughs> solid uh, value there uh, across the board as far as money line, run line, over, under trends. I mean, you you got all the way into home away, away dog, home dog. You, you did the whole damn thing. So I hope you guys were tuned in, uh, took note of a few key teams. Sounds like the Rockies are an under team, surprisingly. Sounds like the Cubbies are an under team right. as well. Cubby's really good as a road dog, uh, also really good at Wrigley as a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the White Sox, not so good on the road as a dog. I apologize, Cubs aren't good on the road as a dog either. Um, some really key things to kind of think about there with some teams that are good to back, but 
you got to back them in the right spot. And that Rockies, uh, typically when you have a trend like that where they start to be an under team, I would not imagine the books are going to adjust those Rockies numbers no. at home either. People no. see Rockies at Coors Field, they're, especially because they are good at home. So that even fuels more of that. Right. Let's go over here. But uh, right. not the case always, folks. Not the case. Not the case. So uh hope you got a lot of value there. I know I did. I uh, was taking mental notes the whole time you were speaking there, my friend, writing a few little things here down there. Uh, appreciate you dropping all that knowledge down for us. Let's uh, wrap up quickly here the third segment of the first half of the show, and we'll have a quick Ransom Reactions Motivation Minute. We won't spend too much time because we have been gabbing to you guys for quite some time all about MLB and who knows how much more sports we can even talk but diving into a couple few last closing thoughts and uh, trends here wanted to uh, give you some key things uh, I think you should take note of going forward uh, as far as some team leaders and some player leaders uh, for some different statistical categories so let's jump into it what am I talking about here First thing that I think you should take a look at is the team pitching leaders so far. Now, this is based on ERA for the leaders. Top five in the MLB right now, you have the Dodgers with a 3.14 ERA, 212 average allowed, 285 OBP, and a 640 OPS. Then you got the Giants right behind them, 326 ERA, 220 average, 284 OBP, and a 643 OPS. Coming in at third. The Padres, surprising uh, that to see them there. They actually have a very good ERA, uh, despite a few little struggles from some of the guys in their rotation. 3.37 ERA, 225 average, 301 OBP, and a 681 OPS. Might be surprising to you, but not surprising to either one of us because we backed them a shitload this season, and I think you should take note of this. Miami Marlins coming in at number four for top five pitching leaders right now. 3.43 ERA, 227 batting average allowed, 301 OBP and a 665 OPS. So some of those arms, Alcantara, Trevor Rogers, and Pablo Lopez. Actually, Pablo Lopez struck out the first nine batters he saw yesterday. Those guys are yeah. pretty doggone dominant yeah. in that Miami rotation. And then rounding it out, we just talked about it a bunch right there in my partner's analysis. New York Mets, number five uh, team leaders in pitching right now, 3.43 ERA, 223 batting average allowed, 297 OBP, and a 662 OPS. Now, I'm not going to dive in deep into the average, the OBP, and the OPS for the bottom five teams, but I will tell you the ERA, and you just got to trust me for the sake of time, that they are absolutely bad in those categories as well. Baltimore, dead last in the league, 5.60 ERA right now. Their starting pitching rotation is struggling up and down. Arizona, 5.46 ERA. Kansas City Royals, 5.15 ERA, which is surprising with some of the young prospect talent that they have on that Mm -hmm. team just hasn't really showed up yet this season minnesota twins 4.99 era and the los angeles angels 4.89 era they do have a few shaky starters in that rotation who uh me and my partner do like to uh fade from time to time so some bottom pitching teams there i think you should take note of now not uh only in a game of baseball do we have a starting pitcher but depending on how that starting pitcher goes, we might have to get into the bullpen. Chances are, So yeah. let's talk a little bit about the bullpens here. Top five bullpens right now in the MLB. You have the Padres with a 2.85 ERA and a 1.16 whip. The Tampa Bay Rays with a 3.35 ERA and a 1.15 whip. 
Next up is the Cleveland Indians in number three, 3.35 ERA, 1.28 whip. Little bit, uh, actually not this one is surprising, the San Francisco Giants, 3.38 ERA with a 1.13 whip. And the Miami Marlins bullpen coming in at number five, backing up their starting rotation, 3.38 ERA, very similar to the um, 3.43 ERA that their starters have right now with a 1.17 whip. Bottom five bullpens, the dead ass last team once again, the Orioles bullpen is just as bad as their rotation, 5.03 ERA with a 1.40 whip. Cincinnati Reds, 5.15 ERA with a 1.42 whip. They have been able to do it early in the games, and then their bullpen lets them down. Something for you to think about going forward here in the second half of the season. Colorado Rockies, this has been one of the, the reasons that they have lost so many games on the road. Their bullpen is third worst in the MLB, 5 point, or or. Actually, yeah, third worst in the MLB, 5.29 ERA with a 1.52 whip right now. Detroit, second worst in the MLB right now, 5.41 ERA coming out of that bullpen with a 1.52 whip as as well. And then rounding out uh, the bullpens right now, dead last in bullpen ERA, you have Arizona with a 5.53 and a 1.55 whip. So some bullpens that I think you should take stock of if you are planning on betting on a particular matchup. Another thing you got to factor in in the MLB and why it is so fickle is, hey, we not only do we have to worry about starters, but we got to start thinking about these relief pitchers as well. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that Tigers team alone, we talked about it earlier, how they've had some success in the first five. I think that might be the move right now for the Tigers Absolutely. until things get straightened out Absolutely. because their bullpen was starting to pitch a little better. But as we saw over the weekend against the Twins, and if it, it makes it, you it think it's I think it's falling right back into that. Absolutely. Bad, bad category for Absolutely. The and if it makes you comfortable, take the half on the run line. Yeah. I mean, I'm wanna, confident in their money line, last week. but you've been getting their half run line in the first five for plus money yep. quite often. So very valuable bet to take a look at here as we go into the second half of the season. Now, not only do we have pitchers, both of the starting and relief variety that mm-hmm. like to make the appearance on the diamond, but we got some guys swinging the sticks as well. So how about some team hitting leaders, some teams I think you should take stock of going into the second half of the season some guys that i think are going to continue to trend up and some teams that are going to trend down top five overall not surprising you got houston 269 average with a 783 ops ripping the cover off the ball toronto right behind them not surprising at all either 264 average with a 776 ops Boston right behind them have really started to heat up here recently. 259 average with a 762 OPS. The Angels find themselves right behind them uh, for their record struggles and everything injury-wise they've struggled so far this season. They've still been able to make very solid contact coming in with a 257 average and a 759 OPS. I don't want to say it, but I'm sure Shohei Otani is definitely a big contributing factor to that. White Sox rounding out the top five hitting leaders right now based on average, 257 average as well with a 756 OPS. Bottom five right now, some teams I think you should fade at the plate going forward into the second half of the MLB season. Cleveland Indians, 230 average with a 698 OPS. St. Louis Cardinals, also 230 average with a 681 OPS. If how it goes, how I'm thinking, this third team here, the Chicago Cubs, 
hopefully get things turned around but 227 average with only a 700 ops milwaukee brewers surprisingly leading the central but behind them bottom five right now actually second worst in the mlb in average uh 219 and a 691 ops and then dead ass last right now hopefully they can get some stuff turned around because they have a solid record to be able to possibly do something the seattle mariners 216 average and a 669 ops yeah i mean those last two kind of lend into what i was talking about earlier to where i think uh the brewers if the reds make a couple moves make a couple of the right moves could catch them because that offense is a little uh you know on the entire season i think they might just be in a hot streak right now and then same thing with the mariners i don't want to mistake a hot streak for or i don't want to mistake them being you know all of their offenses concerns fixed i, I could mm-hmm. just be a nice little hot streak could for be them, so it could be but I don't know. A little something you should uh, think about there. Maybe a few of those turn around. Maybe a few of them don't. But I uh, wanted to let you know about some averages and some OPSs going on right now. On base plus slugging for your MLB newbie stat lovers. Moving right along, uh, just wanted to touch briefly on some teams that I think are worth a solid bet going forward for the rest of the season because if you only bet these specific teams you would be up a substantial amount of money mm. on the money line so top five teams in that category uh money leaders right now based on a 100 dollars better giants number one 57 and 32 you would be up two thousand and one dollar if you bet every single one of their money lines seattle mariners 48 and 43 up one thousand nine hundred and twenty three dollars they have covered some serious plus yep. money poly odds there. Uh, the Boston Red Sox coming in at number 355 and 36, up 1,524. Have had a couple of very short underdog spots that they've been in, actually a handful of those spots. Tampa Bay Rays coming in at number 4, 53 and 37, 1,035 you would be up. And then the Houston Astros rounding out the top five, 55 and 36. A $100 better would be up $594. And the only other two teams that are above $500 earned on the season so far the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds and they are just barely above that everybody else is below some teams I think are worth fading based on how much money they have lost you this season if you bet $100 for the second half of the season Arizona Diamondbacks 26 and 66 down $3,371 if you've been a, a Diamondbacks fan trying to get them back on the winning train I am sorry Baltimore Orioles not even anywhere close to that, which is how crazy and how bad the Diamondbacks bad. have been. Baltimore, 28 and 61, down 1,878 if you back them on the money line all season long. Minnesota Twins, 39 and 50, down 1,837. Kansas City Royals, 36 and 53 overall record, down 1,287. And the New York Yankees, fifth. On the list, 46 and 43 record, but you would be down $1,008 if you had backed the Yankees all year on their money line. Yeah, I mean, it's you could, uh, someone that uh, might be trying to get into betting would say, like, oh, well, maybe I should bet uh, every single game now on the Giants or something like that. Well, at this point in the game, you might be a little bit behind on that because now their odds are a little straightened out and a little bit tougher to win. Or you could say, hey, maybe I got to pick a team at the beginning of the season. Well, as evident, a team that should have been good or expected to be good, like the New York Yankees, you'd be down a thousand dollars. So uh, tough to uh, tough to pick those types of things out at the beginning of the season, or kind of jump on the train halfway in. So you know, maybe take a not to say that there isn't anything to be learned from that by any means, but you know, because there might be somewhere to jump in on some of those, but some of the other ones, I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay. Not really uh, <laughs> for sure. Gotcha. Right alongside with you, what he said. Um, either way, told you about a little bit of pitching, a little starting and relief, a little bit of batting, gave you a little bit who's been winning the most money and who's been losing you the most money. How about who's the guys that have been winning you money and losing you money? Those starting pitchers, some guys that I think when you see them on the starting pitching rotation, they are getting the start. They are on the hill today. I think that you should back them in full force. Yeah. Number one, a guy you would not suspect, but I know all about because I have backed him time and time and time again so far this season. Kicking off the top five starting pitchers, money leaders, we are with Chris Flexen. He has a 12-4 and four record, and if you backed him with $100 in every single game, you'd be up 966 bucks. Coming in at number two is Casey Buys, 10-7 record, $948 up. Logan Gilbert, another Seattle Mariner pitcher has been very very solid at, at home so far this season eight and two record plus 932 dollars taiwan walker coming in at number four 13 and three record plus 831 aaron savale who's been on the il for quite yeah, some still time up still up there 12 and three record 818 dollars up anthony d right underneath him i wanted to say these next two guys because they are the closest to passing up savale uh d is 13 and five up 798 and Jermon Marquez, 12 and 6 for the Rockies, up 681 bucks. So a couple of a couple of guys, solid guys, seven guys there, I think that are worth a look, or at least six guys there, I think are worth a look moving forward into the second half of the MLB season. But some guys I think that you should fade, and I have faded all season long and have uh, won me some good money because of it. Number one overall, Jorge Lopez for the Baltimore Orioles, four and fourteen on the season, down eight hundred and ninety-three bucks. JT Brubaker for the Pittsburgh Pirates. 4 and 12 on the season down $784. Then you got Luis Castillo for the Cincinnati Reds, cleaning it up a little bit more here as of late, but started out the season ice cold, 6 and 13 record down 721 bucks. Then you got Carlos Martinez who too is starting to turn things around here or there, but is still very very fadeable. He is 5 and 11 on the season down $709. And rounding out the bottom five pitchers towards money on the season, Casey Smith over for the Arizona Diamondbacks, one and eight record down 694 bucks. So there you go. Some pitching money leaders, some guys I think you should look at to back and guys I think you should look at to fade. Last stop, the last group of fellas on the field outside of the players and the coaches. Mm. Who do we got? We got the boys in blue, the umpires, the fellas who soon could be replaced by robots because of some of these horrendous calls. But it's also valuable to know a little bit about these guys behind the plate and on the base paths that aren't the players when you're uh, thinking about what you're going to play here overall. Now, not as useful when it comes to money lines, right. I've learned. It, it's kind of a toss-up here or there. Coincidences for the most Coincidences, part. Coincidences, I right? would say so. But... It is rather useful when playing over-unders right. because there are guys that will keep the whistle out of their mouths, if you will, uh, as much as you can't do that on baseball. But they kind of let things ride. They'll yep. have a little bit bigger of a strike zone um, or they'll let kind of things go, you know, oh, hey, maybe, oh, yeah, we'll call that play safe. You know, just they, they push the envelope just a little bit more. So if you see any of these umpires behind the plate for a game you're wanting to bet on for the over i suggest you hammer it in and take a serious look because i think it is a good play top five over under leaders based on the over umpires this season 
Sean Barber, 12-2 to the over when he's behind the plate. Jerry Meals has been one I've loved to back. Behind the plate, the uh, total has gone over 10 times out of 12 times. Jerry Meals is 10-2. Brian Knight, 9-3 over-under record this season. Gabe Morales, 8-4 over-under record. Edwin Moscoso, 7-1 over-under record. Now, there's a handful of guys who uh, are just getting into the rotation as we get here to the All-Star break and then into the second half of the season. One guy you need to take stock of, John Tumpane. T-U-M-P-A-N-E. He has the best over, best record to the over when it comes to the over-under over the course of the last five seasons. He is already 3-0 and mm. this season and has consistently been a guy that goes to the over, especially when there is a large, considerable home favorite. Okay. Uh, John Tumpain is one you want to take note of there. And then some guys that I suggest you might want to play the under if you see them behind the plate because I've had some success with that this season. Trip Gibson the third. 0-10 over-under. You see old Trippy G back behind the plate. You better hammer in that okay. under. Marvin Hudson, 4-9 over-under record. Sam Holbrook, 2-8. Pat Hoberg is also 2-8. And, and then Jim Wolf, 2-7 over-under record so far this season. You know, I uh, was going to dive into a whole bunch more stuff, but uh, I feel like I covered just about doggone everything, yeah. single thing I could possibly be there. Partner, you did a great job as far as the home away, uh, favorite dog, home favorite, home dog, all that jazz. Um, I was going to dive back into that just a little bit more, but I mean, you you covered it so doggone well. I don't think there's yeah, anything else I can say. cruising right along. Yeah, and we are, uh, we are about uh, way past an hour and a half into the show. <laughs> yeah. So um, honestly, I've covered so much here. We're just going to quick, cap uh a few things well actually before we do that is the first half of the show <laughs> that is uh our home run derby analysis our uh, future betting market analysis and then all of the stats trends players teams leaders everything in between uh we think that you guys needed to take note of going into the second half of the mlb season if you missed anything hit that rewind button we really hope that we gave you some solid value to take home here today because man this is the exact things that we look at and uh, helps us to be successful better so we wanted to drop all of that on you today so that wraps it up for the mlb that is everything mlb man oh man did we dive deep right there, partner? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Okay, well, hey, if you uh, were there for the entire first half, uh, the MLB Special Edition, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, once again, hope you got some serious value out of that. Uh, let's wrap things up here. Second half of the show, just nice and quick, and then a little motivation minutes for you. First things first, it's time for the second half of the show. Today's rants and reactions. Ladies and gentlemen, few things we need to discuss here today. First things first, uh, Max, are we in for a long Olympics when it comes to men's basketball? You know, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if you know this, but they took a serious L to Nigeria over the weekend here. They did. They did. I didn't watch it. It's not pretty. It does not sound good. It wasn't uh, good. I have to imagine they'll be okay going forward but uh it's not a good look not i didn't go look. back and watch it i have to imagine that they maybe they're just testing a few things out playing playing around with some offenses who knows but uh it's not a good look 
Not a good look at all here, folks. So uh, you heard it here first on the TTL pod. Team USA loses their first entry game into uh, the the Olympics here. Just a little just an exhibition. Just a little exhibition. You know, um, warming up the engines, if you will, getting them revved up. But uh, still, not a great look to be losing in an exhibition with the sheer run of dominance USA basketball has had over the last two decades. For right. crying out loud! So. Uh, Let's get it together here, boys. Yeah, and uh, I, I got to call him out, Rob Perez, who's fantastic NBA analysis. Love but it. he tweeted out a picture of the starting lineup going into the game. Durant, Lillard, uh, I think it was Beal, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo. And he said, good luck, world. And then two hours later, ooh, yikes. 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 Yeah, it Which, was a yikes uh, and a half. Yeah, you see that lineup and it's like, all right, well, uh, yeah, this is going to be a quick one, right? No. Nope. Not, not whatsoever. So fingers crossed we do not have a long Olympics in store for USA men's basketball. Let's not get bounced early. Please and thank you. No pun intended. Nah, we'll be fine. Moving right along into the PGA. You golf fans out there, uh, close to us, just about an hour or so away, over yonder, hour and a half away to our west, uh, the John Deere Classic took place in uh, Silvic, Illinois, Slavic, whatever. I, I don't know what the heck it's called, Illinois, Slavic. That's not right. That's what the hell am I saying? <laughs> Either way, it starts with an S. John Deere Classic took place. Uh, the young man, not young man. Actually, he is. Uh, he, I don't want to say he's older. He's not like on senior level championship yet, but he hasn't won a championship for a long, long time. I actually hadn't heard the name. Lucas Glover mm-hmm. birdies five out of his last seven holes to go into the clubhouse 19 under and hold that lead yep. with the next closest player still having five holes to play. Yeah, it's an impressive win, my man. Uh, we'll see if it gets some, some momentum, but... Uh... Yeah, bit of a mixed field there. You had the Scottish go open going yeah. on. A lot of big names over there. Yeah, Min Woo Lee pulled that one out. Very Never interesting. Heard of that guy. And then uh, Kepler and Fitzpatrick were the only two yep. other names that were really worth note while that we really knew yeah. anything about. John Rahm faded a little bit. I think he finished yeah. top five. A little bit seven. weird. A little bit weird. However, that's all of that from this past weekend. But we got a solid one coming up here this upcoming week, starting on Thursday. The British Open, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, any odds worth noting for our fans out there? Well, as I mentioned, Mr. John Rahm, favored to win back-to-back major championships. He's got oh boy. plus 700 odds on this one. Played well this last weekend. Obviously didn't get the win, but he was still up near the top. Uh, so he's actually a pretty big favorite. Next closest, at least on DraftKings right now. Uh, we always like to look at both of them because it's uh, especially with golf, you can definitely do some price checking. Uh, but Jordan Spieth, number two at plus fourteen hundred, so big drop off. And then uh, DJ and Rory and Brooks Kepka and Shoffley all at plus eighteen hundred. Uh, Justin Thomas, who also also I believe finished top ten plus two thousand, so that's definitely worth a look there. Okay. Um, DeChambeau plus three thousand. I am not touching that. He ain't playing well worth a no shit thanks. right now. I ain't no touching thanks. anything of him. I might even sprinkle a little make miss cut on him if uh if that is an option which i do believe it is should be um but yeah that's about it for those odds obviously there's gonna be a nice big field nice big juicy field we'll we'll dive into it a little bit uh-huh. later on in the week probably wednesday or so we'll probably bring you a few more since it is a big open championship uh, uh yeah we'll probably a master well, championship actually, yeah. we need it Wednesday, there still probably won't be too much, so we'll probably have a nice big segment on, yeah, uh, honestly, on this one for Yeah, sure. honestly, there won't be a whole lot going on on Wednesday. So if you're a big fan of the golfs, make sure you tune in yeah, on Wednesday. Uh, maybe, I don't know, that's pretty far-fetched. I was thinking maybe we'd get a special guest secured, but uh, oh, yeah. that's, I don't know about that, but, uh, that's pretty, 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 <laughs> we'd have to pull some damn on. serious strings to turn that around. We're nowhere near big enough or have enough pull to be able to do that but, shit yet. Uh, I'll go into it later, but Bryson plus 275 to miss the cut. 
Book it. Okay, there Book you it. go, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it here now and early. We'll be talking about all of the British Open plays and props you should be taking a look at uh, come Wednesday's show. So make sure you stop by. Another quick pit stop. The eight-sided circle. Uh, oh, if boy. you did not watch UFC 264 this past weekend, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you missed one. Um, not enough time uh, to break down the whole doggone card like we no. always do. Uh, might have some time uh, coming up when we do the f- another full fight card breakdown uh, this upcoming Friday because we have Islam Makachev versus Tiago Moises. Uh, huge. If you are a fight fan, that is a huge fight and uh, another stacked card for for being a fight night. These fight nights have been absolutely electric. So you thought that I just break down the pay-per-views? No, no, no. Here at the TTL pod, every single fight night, every single pay-per-view gets broken down. We give you the props. We give you the straight plays and the main card parlay. No questions asked. So make sure you stop by uh, Friday's show. We'll be kicking off the ransom reactions with a full UFC fight night card breakdown, props, main card, parlay, everything in between. But back to UFC 264. Mm -hmm. Quite the evening we had. Boy, oh boy. Um, The the feature prelim was pretty doggone solid. Uh, Michelle Perea and uh, Nico Price. Yep. That ended up being a scrap and a half. Sure uh, was. Both those guys did exactly what I, I pretty much said they would do. Um, that, that was actually my fight of the night. Um, ended up being the real fight of the night, Dana White's fight of the night, and all the guys got $75,000 bonuses. Yep. Uh, little, <laughs> it pays to fight on a Connor yep. card, let me tell you that. Uh, they gave it to Sean O'Malley and Chris Mutino, which I think is more than deserving. Mm-hmm. Mutino ate some of the nastiest shots Goodness that I've gracious, seen O'Malley man. throw in the cage, and he would not go down. A lot of people, a <laughs> lot of people are bitching, moaning, and complaining about that Herb Dean stoppage, like Herb Dean's losing his edge or whatever. You all can piss off and pound sand because that fight could have been stopped in the first damn round for crying out loud some of the bombs that sugar sean i am not upset with that stoppage at all no i mean he 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 appeared to be uh, inhumane his face appeared to be a brick stone because he it like i mean the guys were nailing the analysis of it uh you know in the middle of the show he kept moving forward he's a freaking zombie he wouldn't back up dude he just wouldn't back up right and sugar sean was he was dancing on him he was crossing him over i thought he was getting the highlights just finishing obviously that's what he wanted but good grief yeah it uh definitely went a lot farther than uh i think sugar (laughs) or anybody in his corner thought and uh i think man i told you guys i said this chris matino does not look phased at all by this and he came in i i think chris matino is going to be somebody we need to take note of going forward because he bit down on the mouthpiece put the head down kept walking (laughs) forward regardless of what was getting thrown his way so i'm excited to watch him fight against somebody on his level that was huge yeah i I am too because i think i mean he not that he was, I didn't think he, he had was, any real chance. He threw no. a couple shots in there. Yeah, though. I mean, he looked okay. Sure. He looked okay to be in there with the Sugar Show. Let me sure. just say that. Then we moved along into Irene Aldana and Yana Kunitskaya. Uh-huh. Uh, Irene Aldana getting that victory. Um, I'm actually a little pissed off about that, to tell you the truth, because not only did that bust my fucking main card parlay, which obviously I'll be a little bit upset about that, but Irene Aldana missed weight. And she was about to get a fight of the night bonus before one of the media members told Dana, who should be up to date on this shit, that she missed weight. He was talking her up and down and this and that and left, right, and center. He was like, you know she missed weight, right? I missed And he was like, oh, uh, wow, I'm really fucking up in it, ain't I? And everybody started laughing, and he's like, 
Wow, maybe I need to really go back and look at everything I just said. Okay, yeah, um, that's why she looked that dominant against Yana. Okay, for sure, I'll go back. Damn, and I so, I mean, it does play a huge factor when you're coming sure. in weighing five more pounds than somebody. Fishy. She looks so much bigger than Yana, <laughs> yeah. and and she did it just just with ease. I mean, the fight yeah. was so easy for her, and Yana came out looking really good. And mm-hmm. I truly believe that if. Irene didn't have those extra pounds that she would have lost that fight. You think so? And she, uh, the way Yana came out with her striking, her striking ability is just bar none. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I am biased because it broke the main card parlay. But man, that uh, that to to lose it on somebody who missed weight is yeah. kind of bullshit. And the only fighter to miss weight on that card, and that is your one job to do. The one thing you got to do is make weight. Uh, that. Right. That's just kind of inexcusable in my book. But yeah, there you go. There you have it. Uh, moving right along, our boy, the Shoey legend, Ty Tuivasa, yeah, taking on Greg Hardy. Uh, Greg Hardy was getting booed out of the T-Mobile arena, and uh, he was loving every minute of it, thought Put he was going to gonna come in. He caught Ty Tuivasa. Uh, Ty got the noodle legs for sure, backed up a few steps, smiled a little bit. You always know when some of the baddest dudes on the planet give a little smile in the cage that they are rocked. They are feeling it right now. And he stepped back, planted that right foot, and threw a missile right at the forehead of Greg Hardy. And Greg Hardy went sleep, sleep. Yep. And uh, I don't know where Greg Hardy's career goes from here. Um, Ty was going to be a very big name, a name that he needed to get. He's yeah. now 7-4. and four. So obviously, career's not over by any means. But his shots uh, getting ranked as this heavyweight division continues to just steam on along. Uh I, his, his shots are kind of diminishing here. He's got to get a couple of high-quality wins, and Tai Tuivasa would have been a big win for him. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he kind of went back a little bit, started uh, reaching down a little bit, trying yeah. to get a couple wins on his belt. He needs to, for sure. Uh, then we had the co-main. Uh, honestly, pissed me off. Kind of a boring-ass fight. Uh, should have been a lot better. Uh, I, and I think a good majority of that is at fault to Gilbert. Uh, you had Gilbert Burns versus uh, the Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson. I went and watched back and watched it again. Um, short of a few critical ground strikes landed um and, and honestly for the high level that gilbert burns is he really didn't put on a judistic uh, or a jujitsu practitioner against a guy who's a taekwondo slash kickboxer mm-hmm. i i uh, it was a very boring fight to me um i thought and, and typically i don't say that about five round or three round scraps i i like a good decision i like a good point battle i do i'm a fight fan but it was a disappointing fight to me, man. And, and you know, I, I think Stephen Thompson still deserves a hell of a lot of shot. You had Gilbert standing in the cage at the very end, calling out Nate Diaz, calling out Jorge Masvidal, calling out Leon Edwards. Like, whoa, 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 big dog. Like, who? why are you calling them out? What what, what do you need with Nate Diaz? What is Nate Diaz going to do to advance right. your career? There's, You're just trying to fight the big names that are fighting so you can get the big money fight. That's all that call out is right. because none of those guys are in any type of contention or running for number one contender right now because right. of how everything's going. Usman uh, gave um, Jorge his Masvidal, shot. Right. That, that's done. That's over with. Leon could potentially have a shot. Say, he probably wants a bigger shot He's than probably, Burns. That, yeah, he wants a bigger shot than Burns. He's not going to... I bet you his next fight would be for a title rather than Burns. And then just making a Nate Burns fight makes no logistical sense whatsoever. Like, it, it makes no sense. Right. And, and Nate's not going to take that fight against Gilbert so. Burns. He's not going to take that. He's And the only thing he's going to take is a five-round war at this time. Yeah. So where does Gilbert Burns go? I don't know because it was that lackluster and that point. I don't, you know, I, I think 150 or 170, uh, no. Yes, 170 is very, very good for him. He was killing himself going down to 155, but... I think we start to see some of the same struggles. I just don't think he is as elite and high level as as we all kind of thought he would be. So, okay. 
that's my two cents on the co-main. Um, last but not least, main event of the evening, Connor versus Dustin, uh, the trilogy. We all know how it ended. Mm-hmm. Connor snapped his ankle. I think I knew it before uh, you or our other buddy knew it, that anything had happened. Uh, like, I saw it on the kick and him step back, and I was like, oh, my gosh, his ankle's broken. I think his ankle's yeah, broken. Yeah, he came after and nothing watching like, it, yeah. nothing like nobody really reacted. And I was, I was like, bro, his, his ankle's broken. And I saw him not get on the stool in the corner. I was like, oh, yeah, something's really, really wrong. And then he pointed at his ankle, and I was like, holy shit, it's really broken. I mm-hmm. think it's broken. And then they moved it and just did this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we all lost our mind. Um, obviously, yeah, you can't put a stamp, a seal on that. Both guys said, oh, if we, we got to continue in the parking lot or in the sidewalk, whatever. Both guys are saying that. So obviously, this fight is not done. Now, logistical-wise, Conor McGregor on crutches for at least six weeks, and then he starts rehab. After that is complete, in between now and then, you have the Dustin versus Charles Oliveira fight. Charles Oliveira is actually coming in. The odds are out for that. Charles Oliveira is actually coming in as the underdog in that fight, plus 145 dog to minus 160 as Dustin the favorite. Seems very steep. I think that's a great, great valuable spot to pick up. Charles Dubronx Oliveira. If you ever hear me refer to Dubronx, that is who I am referring to. Um, So after that fight, then depending on... um, well, it did seem Whoever like Dustin. It, it didn't sound like Dustin was rearing to get back in the cage. No, he's not. Real he's not either. at all. He's not at all. It's going to be some time before we even see that fight between right. those two guys. And then after that, Connor's healed up. Whatever you fight the fourth fight, I guess between him and Dustin. Now, logistically, when you do that, how does that, I mean? It, the 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 fight game is all about timing. It's not yeah. about you have to make this fight. You have to make that fight. It, it's it's all about timing. So it's going to be a while. I think it's going to be a minute, man. But I think, like are we going to yeah. see it? Yes, we will see it. So. Don't worry, that's not how that this saga is going to end. That's not the closing chapter, put a period on it, it's a wrap. But it is going to be quite some time before we see Conor McGregor back in the cage again. And actually, I retweeted the video of it on my personal page. It was off of a teep kick that the um the tibia was broken so Mm. it was a it was a tibia fracture clean fracture of his tibia and it was on a teep kick so what you want to do what a teep kick is is a front kick so where you bring your leg up and push it out forward typically right in the chest that kick you see that's the the muay thai terminology for that kick he threw a teep kick and that was actually per his coach kavanaugh that was a huge part of his game plan and when he threw it he threw it a little short and that's one of the biggest no nos mm-hmm. when he threw it short because guys will typically come down in some motion like this to try and get a little bit of a block on it. And when Dustin did that, he brought his elbow down and right on the tibia mm. is where his elbow hit. And you see Connor come down real gingerly on yeah. it. And it's in slow motion, you see it full right. speed, you don't yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But in slow motion, you see Connor just like he, he kind of jumps. He, he just like, oh, that that's not good. That mm-hmm. wasn't right. Oh, fuck. And just that twist throwing that punch and coming yeah. back down on it that did it yep so i mean that's that's my two cents i obviously hey we're gonna see a fourth fight but who knows when it'll be i was gonna say i like you mentioned timing my man i don't know if that timing's gonna make sense within the next year or so i really don't who knows who knows it all but uh we'll continue to cover every single ufc mm-hmm. fight night fight card pay-per-view everything in between and one more reminder, make sure if at the very least you don't come around at all, come around for Friday's show. We'll have a full Makachev versus Moises fight night card breakdown, props, straight plays, and the main card parlay. So there you go. There you have it. That does it for the UFC in the eight-sided circle. 
couple other quick brief reminders get you guys a little bit excited here the national football league kicks off officially under two months now 59 days away ladies and gentlemen we are right around the corner we were actually going to do an nfl special episode here today uh but it's just a little bit too early the buzz hasn't really generated there's still a few odds and ends and things to tie up in that realm of things so We'll, uh, we'll bring you one here shortly. So uh, just just be stay tuned for that. Um, we will be bringing you an NFL special edition episode because oh, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be quite a few more of these days ahead with uh, only being MLB to bet on yep. um, for the foreseeable future. So there you go. 59 days till the NFL starts. If you don't follow John Rothstein or if you are not a follower of college basketball, you won't know this, but for all of our friends and followers who are just as big a nuts for the NCAAM basketball season every single year, Boy, oh boy, 120 days left, my oh, friend. Baby. It is right around oh, the corner oh, as well. A few short months away, four months, and we will be back betting college basketball. I cannot wait. Uh, right alongside college football, CFB is coming mm-hmm. right in the picture as well. Um, you know the drill. That's our uh, that's our hot stuff. That's our hot seasons. Our yes, hot zones. Uh, we love college basketball, love college football, and love the NFL. So we cannot wait. We've been talking about props and stuff we played last year from the MF or NFL so make sure you definitely stick around for the foreseeable future uh we'll get through the MLB season best we can and then we will start running right. tickets to the window it is nothing but cash and when we get into those seasons so stick around for that outside of that we talked about nothing but MLB all day long if you're tuning in late sorry we gave you so much jazz to discuss mm-hmm. we ain't even touching that mm-hmm. shit in the rants and reactions quick reminder if you didn't get it Home Run Derby, Futures Betting Market Analysis, and then every single analysis trend insight you could possibly need to get you into the second half of the MLB season and becoming a successful better doing so. Outside of that, uh, last quick spot we need to stop by. A uh, couple little reactions, rants, uh, hot takes here. Game three last night between the Bucks and the Suns, and Suns and four is no mo, and uh, the Bucks handled business, partner. They sure did, and I don't want to pat myself on the back because I'm now one out of three here in the NBA Finals. But uh, yeah, Bucks finally looked, uh, finally gave Giannis some help. He was incredible again. I think we're gonna keep seeing those performances from him because uh, that's exactly what they need. And uh, yeah, the rest of the team, Drew Holiday finally poured some shots in she on the did. offensive yes, end. Chris Middleton was a little bit better. I saw something that see that just felt so damn true it was like the chris middleton cycle it was like chris middleton is bad he gets criticized from the media starts to play a little better chris middleton is prime mj and then it's a whole cycle again so yeah. i think game four we see a big chris middleton game my man and uh i think the bucks I, like i said the other day don't be surprised if we're 2-2 going back to phoenix for game five I think you're spot on, and I have uh, nothing else to add or to argue with that mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, you've been beating the drum, and uh, I have I've, been. I've just been kind of going right along because, hey, I'm just capping it, and I'm just throwing in a bet here or there. Uh, loved the Bucks on the first half yesterday. Thought they would come out hot. They did cash that and then cash the under. It was kind of wild. That was a sweaty uh, one. It was a sweaty that one. That was but, a sweaty uh, one. I, I, just, I didn't think we could have three straight overs at the same exact point total. So took the under. Very, very nice. Cashed it there. But uh, game four coming up on wednesday we got two days we got to wait yep. here before we got more nba action so bucks minus four favorite once again for game all four all right already open up at minus four and that has been a key number for favorites to cover so far in the nba playoffs so do we have a repeat of sunday night 
We think so here at the TTL pod, but we will be sure to bring you all of our best bets on Wednesday's show and everything for game four of the NBA finals. But that does it for the NBA playoffs and the hardwood. That pretty much does it for the ransom reaction. That's about everything that we got to talk about here today. Uh, quick reminder, we are full in the build of the Talking the Line Sports Media website. Uh, game plan is to have it rolled out to you guys no later than by the end of the month, but I am busting my asymptotes to uh, hopefully have that bad boy out sooner. Told you, I'm not an IT guy. Didn't go to school for web design, but uh, definitely uh, having some fun doing it, and I think we're going to deliver a badass product once yeah, it's all okay. finished. Matter of fact, I know we are. It yeah. already looks badass mm-hmm. as hell, so a reminder, everything you see coming straight out of our brains and uh, being delivered right on to the screen to you, so hey, any additional following support if you got a degenerate pal who just gambles every once in a while and wants some winners wants some additional analysis tell them to stop by the ttl pod run some tickets to the window with us all night long hey we like having newbies come around here we like communicating with you guys one thing i wanted to mention too if you guys want to get live in the chat during the show we love that as well we'll answer any questions we'll dive through if we don't have a best bet coming from a play that you really want to know about for the day Drop it in the comments. We'll talk about it right here live on the show. That's the beautiful part about the TTL pod. We get to do whatever the fuck we want. So with all that being said, a uh, quick reminder, hit the link tree in this episode's description. You'll find all of our content and social platforms here at the TTL Sports Media. And uh, in addition, we do have another link in there for you as well. Didn't get to bring them on the show here today, but our favorite, the Moneyline Dice. If you want to get your own dice and uh, start rolling with us once we get back to regular shows, Bottom link you're going to see is the Moneyline Dice website, and we give you an offer code right there with the link as well. Code TTL10 is going to get you 10% off your first order on MoneylineDice.com. So check anything out there. None of the merchandise is off limits, and we get you 10% off. So go check out MoneylineDice.com. Once again, follow us on the Action Network app. Um, You can follow me at Cash underscore with underscore Colt and O'Reilly at RMAGS in all caps. And then the best bets of the day from the Daily Pod episodes at talking the line super easy outside of that uh got some new shows new things in the works you know it's just me and uh old partner here so anything that is rolling out we are working heavy on it and uh it's uh one one thing checked off the box at a time Mm -hmm. because we are judge jury and executioner when it comes to all of this stuff but we would have it no other way we absolutely love doing this we were so excited to bring you guys this special edition and can't thank you enough for stopping by, hanging out with us every single day, helping us grow TTL Sports Media, helping us reach more people. I mean, uh, our our thanks is is beyond words. We uh, we were more than juiced up to get this. We spent uh, all weekend together watching the fights and stuff, and I mean, we were just more than juiced up to get right back on the show and get mm. right back, see you guys again. We We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. So, with all that being said, how about uh, I be paid a little bit for him here? Go ahead. All right. A little bit of inspiration and motivation coming your way here, folks. My motivation minutes for today. Short and sweet. Very concise. Um, probably could write for a mile on this topic, but this popped into my head, and I just wanted to give you guys some th- things to think about today and get you on into Monday. So I told you at the top, the title of today, the thought of today, the quote of the day, what, I, what I'm centering everything around, um, for lack of a better term, across everything, stop assuming and start pursuing. What have you been pers- assuming in your life? 
not pursuing, what have you been assuming in your life that society has put on you, that you're not good enough, you don't measure up, you'll never be able to do this because of who you are or where you were born into or what you've done or maybe it's something you're assuming that you've put on yourself. Oh, my dad never was good at this, so I'll never be good at this. Or my mom was never able to accomplish this, so I can never accomplish this. Or my family's always had this curse, so I can never be able to do anything in that field. They were cursed there. Or maybe it's something that somebody else has put on you. Oh, you're never good enough. You, you, you put out this content. That's trash content. Whatever, whatever the case might be, what assumptions are you allowing to permeate your life? And if you are allowing them to, I'm here to tell you that it is one of the worst things you could possibly be doing is allowing assumptions to roll, rule and control your life, to allow things that are made up by society, by your own brain or by others to dictate the direction that your life goes into. Stop assuming that those things are true and start pursuing your passions. Stop playing into all those things that are not even true that I've told you before, your limitations are your imagination. There is nothing that can stop you in this world unless you allow it to. So today, I want you guys to just start pursuing full force. There is no assumption that can stand in your way. You are good enough. You do have the ability. And if you can dream it, you can make it happen. We're living proof of that. So I got G4 classification, as I always say, to talk about things like this. Now is your time to pursue. There was a time when me and Riley assumed, ah, we'll never measure up to some of these top handicappers in, in the industry. Ah, who knows if we can actually go live on YouTube? Who knows if we'll actually be able to have a show and have viewers we assumed that, but we pushed those assumptions to the side and just decided to pursue. Don't live in what if. Don't wonder what could have been because that's a shitty life. Wondering what could have happened if you just tried or just took the first step in pursuing. What other doors could have opened up and maybe shown you that the thing you were trying to chase after wasn't right for you, but look at these 10 other things that came because you tried to pursue that. So that's my soapbox, my motivation minutes for the day. I want you guys to stop assuming, regardless of what assumption it is, if it's society's, your own inside your brain, somebody else's close to you or far away from you, whatever assumption that is, stop assuming and start pursuing. That does it for my motivation minutes for today. That's some good stuff, my man. Can't add too much. I can't add too much to it. You nailed it. Well, I appreciate it. That, uh, you know, I don't really plan these bad boys. They kind of come on my heart in the morning during some of my morning prayer and meditation. And, uh, okay, that's what I got to drop down. And I don't really bullet point. I mean, you can look right at the doggone agenda. I don't bullet point. I don't detail anything out. It's straight from the heart. It's straight from my mind. It's what I want to give you. And it's things that have helped me um, be somewhat successful in this thing called life. And, uh, partner, what's uh, my definition of success? Uh, happy center fulfilled. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Not money, not cars, not clothes, not houses. Being happy, center and fulfilled. So let's uh, let's go chase some success here today. 
That does it for my motivation minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And that does it. If you've stuck around for the last two hours, that does it for episode number 78 of the TTL pod. This MLB All-Star Break special edition on July 12th, 2021. I'm not going to waste any more time. It's time to uh, stop wasting time your own self. We gave you enough of a mental vacation here today. Go on and get back about your Monday. Get some tasks completed. If you really did spend the last two hours with us, I don't know what you're doing, but hey, thank you so much for doing so and getting some great information and knowledge along the way. As always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much again for stopping by episode number 78 of the TTL pod. Thank you all for all of your support, your following, your comments, and everything in between. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have other plans, even though we ain't got very many of them. Many of them. You know we still gotta say it. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>